You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. A new chapter this morning in the battle against Ebola. Nickelback are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer. Until you see the flaming butthole, you ain't seen nothing yet. Andy, Andy, I found another dead body. <laughs> oh, hell, not another one. <laughs> <laughs> Something good for ya. Well, let me tell you about the computer mainframe system known as the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Something Good for You podcast, where the two of us sift through the bullshit to try to find a little something good to give you. I am one of your two co-hosts, Alex Stiff, it's and Kale. across from me, oh, <laughs> I'm used to doing like. The- well, Sorry. It's, Alex, it's Alex and Cap and me. <laughs> and you. <laughs> we got Chris Morrison with us. Fuck you, Cap. <laughs> nah. My bad, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> the Brotatoes have taken over something good for you for this episode. Now, nah, I uh, figured this would be a fun time just to kind of chit chat and just catch up. We did our live stream last week. Learned that uh, Gomer Pyle is a psychotic killer in Mayberry. <laughs> yeah, poor Roland. <laughs> and yeah. You see this bad, Andy? <laughs> I'm alone now. <laughs> You have no jurisdiction here. <laughs> oh, God. Fuck you, Don Nuts. <laughs> you little piece of shit. Pull that gun. Pull it. I dare you. Pull. Pull that trigger. <laughs> you win this time. Dude, do like a tombstone. Yeah, pull it. See what happens. Right. <laughs> I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Oh, we're well, off to a great start. <laughs> I can see now like an Andy Griffith version of Tombstone. <laughs> It's hilarious. <laughs> Floyd comes out there with a shotgun. Where you going with that shotgun, boy? <laughs> oh, damn. I should have put that on my list. We'll get to that. It's on my list. <laughs> oh, shit, shit. That's why I asked y'all while y'all was on your list, so I could just like uh, pick some match. All yeah. right, cool. No, later on in the episode, if you're we kind of bullshit, just hang out something beforehand. But later on, we will be discussing our top five favorite movies because uh, we were going to make this a Patreon episode, but hey, we need another main episode. Chris, we you've been on one of the main episodes, and I'll get you on a actual full table because you did the one with uh, Brad. Yep. It's you, me, and Brad. Yeah, I, so, I might have may have disappointed him when I said punk rock is not my thing. <laughs> so, oh. oh, fuck you. Get out of my house. I know you make eggs. <laughs> but damn it, it's not worth it. <laughs> Only time we brought up with you, it's like uh, 70s rock sound and stuff or like uh, sad bastard outlaw country stuff. Oh, yeah. Which is shit I love. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that. I love the country music that's coming out now. Compared to the shit that's coming out in the last 20 years, it sounds like just pop with a country accent. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's kind of like rock these days where it's like, uh, that's all that kind of stuff's always been there, but now people are actually providing like bigger platforms for yeah. this kind of music. Yeah. God, speaking of fucking music, with all that bullshit going on with Live Nation right yeah, now. Yeah, Sturgill Simpson made a comment going like, huh, Live Nation's got jokes. <laughs> Did you, you see any of that, Chris? I have not. What is, oh. What's going on with Live Nation? Uh, basically, they're, that's a ticket seller, isn't it? Yes. Yep. They're, they're trying to pass on a lot of the inconveniences that the shutdown has caused onto the bands that are going to be touring in 2021, including like... Uh, well, like 20, price points and shit like that? Yes. Like 20% extra is going to mm-hmm. go to them and shit like that. You know who doesn't have that problem ever? 
Indie Billy band. Joel. <laughs> Billy fucking Joel. Really? Not from Green Day, but Billy yeah, Joel. Yeah, yeah, Billy Joel. You know what he does? He buys out his own concert in the front row. Yeah, he just plays Madison Square Garden just whatever yeah, the fuck he, he wants. He, he buys out the first like five rows Yeah, and have all the rich people sitting behind those five rows and then has people go up to the fucking nosebleed section and bring them down to the first five rows. Oh, that's cool. Because he's like, look, if they're going to pay that much money to see me, they might as well fucking see me. Yeah, exactly. And, and he doesn't use that Live Nation bullshit. You know? No, but, but Live Nation is trying to stick a lot of their woes and a lot of their uh, piling debt from all of these canceled tours for 2020 mm. trying to take it out on the bands by saying like well we're going to get like an extra uh, 20% they're going to be taking like an extra cut of their merch sales yeah, yeah. that's what got me rolling I, for a minute yeah. yes so really? yes live nation bands bands that do like those real big package tours like like for instance Motley Crue and Def Leppard and all exactly that that's exactly what I was going to use so Motley Crue I mean, and you know Def, Def Leppard charged you an arm and a leg these days well so even, so even think about <laughs> God, that took a second. It took a second. It took a second. <laughs> takes him a it takes him a second to reach over there. <laughs> but, uh, but, but yeah, so like well, some of those larger bands, so when Live Nation decides to sponsor one of their tours, they go, okay, cool. So we know you're going to want merchandise for this tour. We've got this company that are in our back pockets that we do licensing with we'll let you we'll, we'll get you a good contract with them and through that they're getting a slightly better deal but live nation is going now we get to pull some of that out but then mm. to make it extra fucky if you wanted to do the workaround of being like oh okay well we'll just provide our own merch live nation goes Oh well, we need a piece yeah, of that. Yeah, we we need it to be under our own. They they lumberg it. They're like, uh, yeah. I want you to give me uh, half of that too. Yeah, and if you cancel, you have to double what you are the promoter. Yeah. Damn, that sounds like some weird like Myrtle Beach type rules. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no, it really does. Oh, you can't play here. Why? Because we said you can't. Now give us more money. money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to play at the House of Blues? That cost that costs money. Oh yeah, you got to buy that fucking. I've room. been seeing a lot of backlash already. Yeah, See, this is why. This is why uh, I was talking to Brad about that shit. I'm like, more places open up like Brad's. Just mm-hmm. stop playing at ten o'clock. You know, to base sound ordinances. Bring your own beer and have a good time. But yeah, all the all these fucking Live Nation venues. I'm I'm curious to see what's going to happen next year. I'm also curious to see if a lot of bands are going to re-sign with that because I think a lot kind of under what you're talking about. Think about it from the promoter aspect though, instead of just venues. I see a lot of independent music um, agencies coming out of the woodwork, going fuck Live Nation. We have contacts too. We'll cut you a better deal. Work for us. Can I ask you something? What? I know how promoters work in boxing and UFC, and they destroyed boxing already. How do they work in the music industry? What do they? What? What is their actual fucking job? Uh, they have a Rolodex. They have a Rolodex. They they have the foot in the door. Uh, there's nothing different between the three of us sitting here. How does other that job than- still exist? Because there are gatekeepers in the world of music and movies and all that's, that. That's there so are still weird, certain gatekeepers. How, how big social media is, like Snapchat, it, Twitter, Facebook. It is. But the thing is, is those people semi-see that sort of thing. Yeah. But the big, larger ones really do have gatekeepers. And a lot of the celebrity pages for Instagram and Facebook are ran by people. That's yeah. weird. Like, sometime, like Dead Serious, sometimes they will send like a batch of posts and be like, scatter these out the next few days. Hmm. 
And so a lot of times their social media, they don't actually see. So in order to get truly connected with someone, you have to have that foot in the door. That's fucking weird. Yeah. Because promoters, promoters in sports, you know, all they do is like, oh, yeah, this is my guy. Yeah, and come come to come to the and, MGM Grand and watch him beat the shit out of somebody. <laughs> and, and promoters do that too because they'll they'll get you on showcases. They'll yeah. they'll they'll hype for you. You know, so if they know uh, there's a festival coming up or something, they'll they'll work on your behalf. They'll be like, hey, look, um, you know, well maybe this is a little bit more in management territory, but it's kind of one and the same at this point. It's like if you get a good promoter, they kind of work as manager also. They also win and lose thousands of dollars depending on yeah. uh, how much work is done and how much. Uh, artist draws that they're you know putting their money on the line for yeah so so it can be like kind a weird of job to have yeah so so like with us uh we've worked with a couple different um promotion agencies just as like temporary runs and basically what that just consisted of is they knew who to email better contacts they knew who to send our stuff off to a little bit better just to be like hey uh these cats promote locally but haven't been able to reach you can you listen to it and Three-fourths of them were like, nah, we're not interested. Hmm. But it was worth it for that little portion that were like, oh, fuck yeah. Cool. Just to get that return. Because uh, we, we actually got on like one of the Loudwire playlists. Oh, and okay. there's no way that we would have been able to reach that unless we had someone that went, oh, I know the folks at Loudwire. I can pitch it and see if they yeah. like it. And then, boom, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, shit. It's literally because they just know a guy. Yep. <laughs> that's the only thing separating it. Ah, uh, the, the key to getting a job these days. I know a that's guy. That's all it is. All yep. it is is who you know and how much money you have. Exactly. <laughs> how much money you have to pay the person that you know the guy for. <laughs> now, that doesn't mean your uh, product needs to be, can be shit either. Oh, absolutely not. It still has to carry. But at the same time, it really that does come also down. also part of it. Because, but, uh, because think about how many of the people that have gotten big tastes of fame that you look at it and go, they have talent? What 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 is their talent? What what, what are they known for? That's you why know? they all have agents and shit like that. You you can promote the idea of nothing. I mean, what what's that documentary coming out here soon uh, that was uh, about that girl in L.A. that uh, promoted? She was kind of like the first Paris Hilton where she became famous for doing nothing. Like she rented out billboards of her face. <laughs> I don't remember this. Dead serious, just like print, like Paris out. Hilton. Yes, it, this was like in the eighties, maybe. Oh, okay. Um, Famous for being for doing nothing but just for being, doing nothing just for being, promoting herself for, for just being like the hot cover girl or whatever for existing for existing. <laughs> That's it. She was, she was the for, first. Carmen inst- Electra for a minute, but she was doing Baywatch and uh, shit like I, that. I hate I can't remember it, but yeah, there's some documentary of hers coming out now where it's like she used that fame to do stuff later on, but huh. she built her name just because she rented out billboards and posted flyers of her face around. It was Heidi Fleiss, was it? Because she was famous for being a whore. She was a madam. Okay, not oh, she that. She was a whore then. first. Okay. Okay. <laughs> not, not then that she became then. a madam. She got, she got a promotion. She had, well, she had that black book like Epstein did, <laughs> was, except no one 86 to her ass. <laughs> I, was, I was looking at you just hoping it was you, you were going to do the, oh, it's yada yada, like you yeah. do with so many other things. Yeah, my, I will say my reality TV tr- knowledge is very limited for a reason. Yeah, we, uh, with uh, Chris, no, we talk movies more than anything. Um, I was going to say, no, this isn't really reality TV. This was, um, this is like a, documentary style movie mm. dramatized movie thing coming out yeah when you uh when we find out who it is we're gonna be like oh that fucking person yeah, yeah. oh well <laughs> but no i 
it's actually been kind of nice, and, and especially with Cap jumping the gun <laughs> earlier. Oh, we, <laughs> Clear, clearly, we haven't done normal episodes here in a bit. Oh, it's just uh, keeping the conversation going. Yeah. yeah. No, I was talking about it during only, the I'm intro. Only, <laughs> oh. Cap. <laughs> hey, it's me. Well, I, would, I would say, I've only listened to it, like a handful of y'all's something good for you. Is, yeah. Um, I did like the last uh, Ramones one you did. Oh, yeah. I did like on the one. Patreon. One. I don't really know. I don't, I'm not a fan of the Ramones, but. So, it's you. I know. Now you've offended me I know. in my house. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even cook for you. So, <laughs> I was just like, they're good. Like, I don't understand why they're good. I'm just not a yeah, fan of them. I understand that. But that's one I was, I talk about on all those episodes with, uh, with the Ramones. It's where I, it took me a while to get them too, but when I got them, it was like, oh, okay, now this is pretty cool now that I see it for what it is. Like, I remember, I think I've seen Rock and Roll High School one time. Yeah. And it was a funny movie, mm. but I can't stop it's looking at it. It's shit. I, I can't look, stop looking at what's her name? Qualls. BJ Souls. BJ Souls. Yeah. You say DJ. Qualls? Yeah, I was thinking about DJ Qualls. DJ I was like, Qualls? Not DJ Qualls. Who is it? From fucking, PJ. Uh, what's uh, what's the, new the guy? name of that fucking movie? The new guy. Yeah. yeah. But uh, uh, PJ Souls, all I see her in is Carrie. Yeah. Just yelling at a poor sissy space right before she gets her brains blown out. <laughs> I still have. We, we've discussed this. I still have love in my heart for Riff Randall, so I, I, I still oh, love fine. PJ that's Souls. Fine. <laughs> watch Carrie and tell me she's still Riff Randall. <laughs> let's get a cameo. I've for, seen Carrie. Let's get a now cameo for um, uh, PJ Souls. We've already gotten one. But yeah, like a proper one where she's like, I like this song and I like this <laughs> song. Well, she said it's time to save the rock with the fill-ins. How much more could you ask for? Oh, you got her to say that? Yeah. I said Damn. That she, yeah, she's on her debut record. Uh, second yeah. track, Save the Rock. Uh, Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I met her at a uh, horror con. And uh, she was just, place to meet her, huh? uh, she was sweet as hell too. Uh, actually, she was with the principal of Rock and Roll High School too, Miss Togar. Oh, okay. And uh, so they, had, they were sharing a booth and... Um, Recently, I was just chatting with her, and um, was Linnea Quigley there? I you know what I'm talking about, right? Not right off. Return of the Living Dead. No, none of those uh, were there. Ah, oh, damn. Um, but yeah, so when I was discussing Hell with her, night. I, I was I was really just going to go up and get a photo and yeah. just kind of actually that, and I had my book bag with me, and I had a fill-in shirt with me. I was just going to give her a shirt and take a photo with her, and. I get up there and she just immediately starts talking. She's like, "Oh, hey, how's it going?" Yada 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 da 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 da. da. This is already so open and everything. And I was like, "Oh, oh, hey, real quick," because I I actually looked at her like Facebook and MySpace page and like saw the kind of like clothes she wore and it was perfect because we had army green shirts and she was wearing a lot of like black and green at the time and yeah. I'm like, "Ooh, this might fucking work." So I pull out the shirt. I was like, "I have a, a small and a medium here, you know. I'd love for you to, you know, if you'd like one." She goes, I'll take the medium, thank you. And she grabbed it and she, I saw her later in the day wearing it. I wish I was smart enough to have snapped the photo. But Damn. she was like, oh, you're in a band? Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, uh, our, our demo uh, CD actually has a dialogue from actually you two, you know, and, and told her the scene. It was like right before they blew up the school. Yeah. And uh, I put that in our demo. And she was like, oh, that's so cool. And it immediately clicked with me. I was like, could do you mind saying something? We're actually about to record our like real first album. Is do you mind saying something for me? And I like wrote it down on like a sticky note real quick. And she looked at it, looked back up at me, and she goes, "Now, do you want PJ to say this, or do you want Riff Randall to say it?" And I know I turned bright fucking red. I was like, "I I I want P I want Riff Randall to say it." And she goes, "Okay, hold on." What if you and just she, said? What if you've been like that and you just said PG? No, I mean Riff yeah, Randall, yeah, yeah, but no, it no. was too <laughs> but late. No, but no, I, I didn't start on that. I was like, ah, Riff Randall. She goes, okay, hold on. And you could see like she was kind of like, she read it through a few times, said it out loud. She goes, hey, do you want me to say it any differently? I'm like, 
however you want to say it is fine with me. Just <laughs> and I click it, and she did it, and she gave me this big old hug. Looked at my dad, Eric, and um, she was like, "You need a photo too. You come here, big boy." And then all of a sudden, just big old grin on his face, like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> and then, P.S. to that is, uh, Marky was at that same uh, convention. Marky Ramon, the drummer, yeah. and um, he was in the opposite room, so it was at one of the hotels. So they were kind of like uh, in the main lobby against a wall. Yeah. Right next to them was a door leading into a second uh, lobby ballroom Top, area, yeah. and that's where Marky was set up. Okay. So I asked her because Marky and I listeners already know have had interaction with him in the past, right. and I asked her. I was like, "So have you um?" Have you seen Marky at all? I know that, you know, he, you were in that school. movie together. Yeah, you know, just trying to, uh, duh. You know, I didn't have to say that, but it was like, it yeah. Funny, she'd be like, no, nah, I don't talk about that motherfucker. He sold me bad weed. <laughs> well, it was actually close. It was, it was close. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I said, have, did you go speak with Marky at all? She goes, yeah. I, I said, hey. I said, hi. And I was like, and, and, you hate that I, motherfucker, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. And I, I kind of like squinted my eyes. I said, is he in a mood? And she goes, do you know? I was like, we've had interactions before. She goes, he's in a really bad mood today. I was like, okay. <laughs> I, I don't want to talk to you. nobody. Marky, yeah. Joey, <laughs> Dee Dee. <laughs> Tommy. Tommy. It's <laughs> <laughs> the one impersonation Cap does really well. <laughs> God. Has there been any musician you've met before, Chris, that after the fact you've been just like, fuck, I wish I hadn't. I wish we had just kept it in a audible exchange only. I can't I can't say that I have. I've met musicians, though, that I do not like. Yeah. Like, who have asked me for favors. <laughs> and we understand. Out, out the gate. <laughs> um, like, question me on like, some weird shit that I already know about. Like, when I first met uh -huh. who I'm talking about, Motherfucker questioned me about a kangaroo gas station. I'm just like, no, they're open. <laughs> What's saying about their existence? They, no, no, no. They, like, they, they don't stay open past oh, 12, okay, okay. 12 something. I'm like, yeah, they're the only ones that do stay. This is before Sheets came to North Carolina. Right. And I'm just like, yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> I'm younger than you, but I know. How do I know that? Mm, like, yeah. You should get your head out of your ass. <laughs> Damn. But, I'm the, but I've met quite a few musicians that, you know, keep that charisma going. Yeah. 100%. Uh-huh. I will say the guys from Rat Tail mm. are they? I think the more better people i've met right just not just from the rim but just from musicians mm. you know because they had that little horror thing yeah big horror fans oh big time i'm a big horror fan yes and, oh my god so they just they speak your language on oh, every yeah. aspect basically yeah like, and love, they live it too it's like their yeah, their their really stage do. thing is that that's yeah. the life that's their life like i still haven't met the jasons oh like that, to see them. I, i'd love to see them i've heard, a big I've heard a lot of good fans. things and have you heard uh, about their latest record get sued mm. uh so you know those bands that like uh, the Beatallicas, where they'll take like Metallica songs and make them sound Beatles, and yeah. then they'll take Beatles songs and make them sound Metallica. What these guys did, the Jasons, is they took Misfits and Ramones songs and swapped them out. <laughs> Would do like Ramones music with Misfits lyrics on top, Ooh. and then Misfits songs with Ramones lyrics on top, and they are called the Jasons get sued. And they're, both, <laughs> and they're both like power pop and shit as far as like yeah. structure and things yeah, like I've that. Yeah, some of their stuff. You're not a Misfits fan at all, Chris? As big as I a horror movie we're, fan. We're figuring out a I'm, bunch of stuff about Chris today. I didn't today. grow up with them. Okay. I didn't grow up with them either. You, you don't have to be kind with it. We've had people um, on the show that are just like, yo, fuck Kiss. I'll <laughs> be like, you being a horror uh, I'm movie the exact fan opposite or whatever. Of Kiss about that. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Kiss because, you know, like Garth Brooks said, who are these 
four guys dressed like demons. Looking. <laughs> <laughs> right. But now, there's a lot of bands that are really popular I just don't like. Yeah. Now, like, I'm not saying I don't like the Misfits. I don't listen to their stuff. Right. The, they have uh, their own style, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. You know? Oh, yeah, I definitely wouldn't shit, wouldn't shit on you for like, it. I was just curious. Like, oh, no, like, like the Stooges, the Misfits, the Ramones. I just band them together because it's just not music I like. Gotcha. I feel you. Um, because you've already said now, just the overarching that, thing you're now, not a big fan there of. There are gems out there that they have. There are certain songs people have. Like that Bad Religion song, 21st Century. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like that song. The rest of the music, not, not, not so much. Exactly. But that just one song is one. Or um, the Bitch Queens and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There are songs that I like, but the rest of their stuff, not so much. Right. Um, now, I will hear a Misfit song every now and then. Just let it play. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not bad. I'm just I don't I'm not, I don't delve into I just don't delve into them like I would like ACDC Skinner or the Almond Brothers separate you know? your uh, taste in horror from your taste in music yeah uh, well yeah yeah I can see I can see if we can get that but in my mind I'm not listening to the music in a horror movie because, that's true you, you, gotta and, separate, and also, you gotta separate yourself from that part because they add that in for effect just to fuck yeah, with you because that's their aesthetic yeah and well also to, to kind of on uh, Chris's point too I, I do see what you're saying too Is uh, you say that to Chris right as he's staring at a Misfits poster right. that's all horror themed well out. like you see that mis- the one Misfits thing you got right there yeah. that, that right there I had a shirt like that that is from a comic an yeah. old horror comic I have the t-shirt for that in yeah die die my darling yeah, uh, I for have, folks listening yeah <laughs> but I have that in full color I bought from a comic con yep it's, it's from it's a home. chiller magazine I think uh, yeah tells a horror tells a horror or, yeah. it was like chiller but tells a horror on the bottom and when I saw that I'm like okay I can see the, I, I see the aesthetic mm-hmm. you know yeah I just, but uh, to, to work on your claim though so with Cap saying you know separating your music taste from your movie taste even though the misfits are like a horror punk band and sing about that sort of stuff that's not what you hear in those horror movies, though. Yeah. So, so what Chris is hearing is, you know, suspenseful. Yeah, I'm hearing the John Carpenter beats. As opposed to punk rock. Exactly. So so with the Misfits, you're getting just either really poppy, distorted garage rock, or either just fast. there are songs in horror movies that are metal or punk songs that really fit. Like I was saying, Return of the Living Dead. There is a popish punk song in it mm-hmm. that really makes the movie work yeah there's one in hell night mm-hmm. there's one in uh demons 2 uh <laughs> they listed the fucking punk rock in uh one of the friday 13th movies i think it's number four mm-hmm. where or yeah yeah the one the tommy trilogy yeah yeah it's number four and she, this girl gets killed killed to it but it's a song about jason himself <laughs> through it's these eyes Al- it's not through, the alice cooper song is it <laughs> no it's uh through these eyes Okay, I hadn't heard that one. I will pull it up after the show, but oh my god, it is hilarious because she's like this girl's like fucking doing like something like a robot, yeah, between the robot and Peggy Hill (laughs) (laughs) dancing, and uh, (laughs) and she's listening to it, and she's doing like a Vogue type situation, yeah, and then Jason's like. Like just stands there for a second, like what the fuck, and just cuts her down. <laughs> but the song <laughs> is, 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 is about him. The yeah. song is about Jason, and uh, behind these eyes or something like that. Okay. Osborne window. Because um, uh, Return of the Living Dead, they actually had a stellar pl- uh, playlist that actually had a lot of like goth, new wave, and punk rock songs. I in tell you, that one. the best. Cramps horror, had a lot of things in it. I think the best horror nice. movie, the the best soundtrack to any horror movie mm-hmm. is uh, Demon Knight. Hadn't seen it. Really, it's Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. Uh, Zane, Billy Zane, okay, yeah, is the bad guy. Uh, so that have been like late. William 90s. Sadler is the 
you know the Will Sadler who's in like almost all the Tales of Crypt movies. He's yes, the execute. I don't anyway, think I've seen any of the. Anyway, Tales it's of a simple movies. premise. He's being chased by a demon. Demons come and kill everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, Jada Pinkett's in it. Jada Pinkett Smith is in it. Oh wow! This is back when she okay. was just Jada Pinkett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's a really good movie. And oh, dude, uh, it's Pantera. I think the Misfits are on her. Hmm. I think don't yeah. hold me to that, but the the album is perfect. It's one of the first CDs I ever bought. Shit! But just because I was, I was like, holy shit! This is good music <laughs> playing in the background. Cowboys from Hell starts blasting. Oh damn! They're car chasing the beginning. Shit! It's it's badass. I have man. to look that up. Demon Knight phone is over there. <laughs> but no, just, well, I was gonna say you might need your phone because speaking of movies. I think it's about time for us to move into our main topic of conversation. Like I said, we were thinking about making this couch potato, but figured we'd make it main cool. series. It'd be cool if you just edited in the, uh, the uh, what do you call it, the drive-in movie theater thing with the hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, part of like why we did uh, couch potatoes with Chris is because we love talking movies. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and and that was the uh, – well, I used to do a small commercial before moving into it because – Originally with Couch Potatoes, we've talked about slightly before. It was supposed to be just like running commentary where yeah. you play a movie at the same time and listen to us talk. And we couldn't. We wanted to make it music themed. There just wasn't enough music movies that we wanted to watch Not, to yeah. justify it. <laughs> There's so many bad ones. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it was like, well, let, let's just make it about series. And then boom, exactly what Cap was saying. All the trips we'd take to West Virginia with you, you had so much knowledge on it. It just dawned on me, yeah. clicked. I was like, fuck. He has to be the third, like, constant. We can't make a couch potato without him now. And that That's a you know, constant. I, it's almost like a problem, really, because if I see it, I don't forget it. You know, I understand that. It's, it's a weird, like, kind of like with books. Yeah. Uh, like music, I'll forget a fucking song. I was just like with, like, movies, like, you remember everything, like, who all's in it, like, what uh, the, all the, the beats are, what the plot points yeah. are, and, like, oh, there's this one part where uh, this happens, and I'm real bad with my uh, muscle memory when it comes to movies. Yeah. Well, I look at it because... I used to, as a kid, even as an adult, I had to spend a lot of time not doing anything right. after school and stuff like that because of my health. Gotcha. And you, you, you develop, you develop it. You know how, like, how they tell you in school how everybody learns differently. Yeah. You got like people who could read something and remember it. They can watch it and remember it. They can hear it and just remember it. Me, it just came down to watching a movie and just never. I also, uh, when I was around fourth grade, uh, my dad had found this lady to watch me and my sister when uh, around that time my sister's about five years younger and i would stay at our house in the mornings go to school and come back to that house and they come pick us up because my dad worked with her husband okay. all right well me and her me and uh, her stepson became really good friends um and during these times when we didn't go to school she also worked at a video store so me and her stepson would just live in a fucking video store. Nice. And the horror section and the Super <laughs> Nintendo section was my fucking bread and butter. That's and, pretty sweet. And my parents didn't give a fuck about what I watched because I, except my mom. My mom was like, really like, what the fuck are you watching? And I was Jason. But no, I'd, I'd be watching. No, my dad showed me that. Oh, nice. My dad was like, oh, out the gate. He's like, oh, you check this shit out. But because uh, uh, it was his, he had saw it when he was younger because it came out when he was. Uh, like he was 20 yeah and he remembers seeing Jason 3D as a double Ooh. feature and like back in the day he was the glasses and it's like oh shit that looks so real back in the day now oh, he's yeah. like hey what a shitty puppet <laughs> <laughs> but uh no, I, I grew up with horror movies I grew up my dad would show me movies probably not really age appropriate for like today's standard but hey look look what you've become like my dad it. showed me Scarface when I was like 12 oh god and I was like that's, that's 
That's what I want to do. An awesome fucking movie. You know, <laughs> this movie kicks ass. Uh, <laughs> we were watching like uh, westerns, like Tombstone. Like Tombstone was the first DVD we ever owned. Wow, it's a great movie too. Yeah, but when you're younger, you're just like, damn, that's a lot of killing. <laughs> but uh, like, about tuberculosis. Yeah, but nah, man, I just grew up in that video store, man, and this is and this is back before DVDs. This was mm-hmm. right when DVDs were hidden. Yeah, and like the whole place was videotapes, but this one section would be DVDs. Like Band of Brothers was out on DVD. Heavy Metal 2000 mm-hmm. had just come out on DVD, and I wish I'd kept the posters that they gave me. Oh, and these were vintage movie posters. Like man. I, I can still remember some of the posters that were hanging up, like Apt Pupil and Heavy Metal. Yeah. Um, but the Matrix that was huge. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a biggie. That was a, that was the big one because you had that was one of those movies where you had because everybody's first impression was oh you have to watch the whole thing you can't just watch it in pieces and it yeah. just like fucked with people for the longest time yeah yeah because it's fucking terrifying I haven't but, watched I haven't watched that movie in the past like 10 years I don't think yeah, it's, it's still a good movie like, it's still pretty solid um, but I like the South Park parody of it oh the alcoholics yeah <laughs> but uh, I like like the horror movie section was Jason up to Jason 9 oh Friday wow Friday 9 uh, which is Jason Goes to Hell and that was like a new movie <laughs> Friday the 13th went up to like part 7 part 8 <laughs> uh, New Nightmare I think was the newest one yeah um, but there were these like gym like B-list horror movies mm-hmm. I watched a series of horror movies there's three of them called It's Alive yeah uh, have you heard about these movies I, I've heard of it but I haven't seen them I haven't it's a very fine line between pro-choice and pro-life movies they're okay. horror movies this woman she gets pregnant and she tries to take this fucking plan B pill but she takes it too late and her baby comes out a fucking man-eating monster now like her, the- her dad or not her dad her husband is a doctor and he hunts he has to hunt these babies down that these women have given birth to the second one the fuck yeah the second one he's like actively trying to kill these things so like a little and then the third one the ones that were born that were captured were put on an island <laughs> and like he goes to the island he goes same actor Went, goes to the island and like they're fully grown like Hulk monsters. Oh god! And like they've never been vaccinated, so they die immediately because <laughs> after they get them off the island because they've died because they've never had. Vaccine. And that the in Jurassic Park where where they're like, oh, we can't get the dinosaurs off the island; they're not immune to anything else or whatever. Yeah, yeah there's like Lost World. Yeah, yeah, the big one they were selling them. <laughs> but there, like there's these. There were some horror movies I watched. I was just like, I cannot find now. Mm-hmm. And I wish I could remember the fucking names to them because yeah. there were some like the Piranha movies from the seventies. I remember that oh, yeah. they were they were they were pulling off the whole Jaws aspect, which yes. you can't see, you know. And then they made part two, which pissed my mom off because she had never seen it. But like it, it was, it's an old movie, yeah. But the title Piranha Two: The Spawning, and like she saw that, like she's like, "What the fuck did you get?" And I'm just like, "It's a horror movie," and she's like. Nah, this might, this is this looks like porn, like <laughs> because because it's the name because of the name, and like no, it's not. Even though people fucking die in it, like, <laughs> but it's actually like, pretty uh pretty terrifying. Yeah, but like it's it's a funny ass movie because it's like piranha puppets. Yeah, it's hilarious. Like like one guy he's he's literally using a sink, and there's piranha <laughs> in the sink. The water's black. Somehow they went through the fucking pipes or whatever. Yeah, which doesn't make sense. Why you have a sink full of piranhas? And then and he gets pulled in. And <laughs> then years and years later, they made Piranha 3D. Double D. 3D. <laughs> it's like one of those like really ridiculous fucking uh, oh, it was an yeah, creature time, movies where it's like, 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 a, like 2007, orca. 2008. Yeah, let me show you what 3D can do, basically. <laughs> Remember like the 2007, 2008 big 3D boom God. where yeah. every where, where movie like, was fucking 3D? James where, like, Cameron. James Cameron did it. Yes. Where they did like, uh, where they even did like really like 
movies that didn't do well, even those were getting 3D treatments. Like Christopher Lloyd came out of retirement to get a big paycheck and do like some movie that was supposed yeah. to be 3D or yeah. some shit like but that. No, I remember when um, Prana 3 tri- double, Triple D came out. God. But no, nah, man, there were so many horror movies I would watch to the point where it's like, what what, I, what haven't I seen? You know? Yeah. I would actively look for horror movies I'd never seen. Mm-hmm. But what was funny was, this was like a little mom and pop fucking video store called Kathy's Video and Trapman. Uh, one day, because because they had a VCR that was hooked to the television in the store. You know how like video stores have a little television, yeah, set up and it constantly plays like a promotion or another yeah. movie. Well, we'd watch movies all fucking day because yeah. it'd be like a Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. No one rents movies on a fucking Wednesday, <laughs> and we'd be sitting there. And I picked up one. I'm like, hey, can I watch this? And it had a silver skull on it, silver casing. And she's like half ass paying attention. To oh. me. She's like, yeah, sure, whatever. So I walk behind the counter. Pick up the TV. Uh, pick up the VHS that just got rewound. Put it back. Put this one in. And can you guess what movie it was? I, I see the pi- picture in my head. Silver Robocop skull. or no, no, Terminator no. Two. No, no. A Silver Skull. No, no, no. Red eyes. Mm. Really shitty background. Okay, no, never mind. I'm not thinking the same one. Then. Okay, then. Faces of Death. I never would have gotten that. No, it was Faces of Death, the original videotape. Yeah. And I don't know if you know anything about Faces of Death. I don't. It actually. is. A, it is a cadre of real things. That happened. So and, and, and so it's death. It shows death. <laughs> like you've I, you've ever seen that video of uh, I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, he was a he was a politician or something who shoots himself in the mouth. Fucking uh, didn't when that filter song about it. Yeah, hey man, hey, nice man I shot. shot. Yep, yeah, him. Budwire. It's about Budwire. Yeah. Well, he puts he takes a gun out of a thing and puts it in his mouth and shoots himself. And but yeah. they showed it live. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember it's, that being a thing. It's stuff like that. It was like oh, a, so it's like a whole collection of shit like that. A whole like collection that? of fucked up stuff. One was a video of this uh, pedophile in Afghanistan being thrown in a ditch and shot with a bunch of AKs. <laughs> like, well, all right. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know a lot of. The, I haven't personally seen the whole thing, but I have like looked up a bunch of stuff about it because it's really interested it's me. A gruesome video. That's all it is. Right. Real gore. About three fourths of it is fake. A good bit of it, like they're like the monkey brain scene. Yeah. That was puppets. The and like they they've the come out and started real. showing a lot of the things that I, were fake. In I it. tell you, the one that was real that was kind of fucking scary was the motorcycle accident. Mm-hmm. This guy hits a fucking tanker in a motorcycle. Well, a large fire develops and he can't move. He burns alive, and then they show him like like prying a charred body at a motorcycle off. I'm just like, and he's falling apart. Yeah, I'm just like Jesus Christ. <laughs> and this like is what mid nineties and shit like that. Late yeah. 80s. Late yeah, 80s. late 80s, and they made sequels. And yeah. the internet came out, and they're like, hey, fuck it. <laughs> I remember, you remember, and then uh, efucked.com became yeah. a thing. Yeah. Well, not just that, though. There was another one called uh, Grizzlies or something like that. I'm trying to remember. Another, there was a lot of There was a lot of, of websites that showed yeah. terrible shit. Like, I watched a guy get his head cut off about the Taliban one time. I, I was yeah. going to say, I remember efucked a lot. Yeah, a friend of mine would be like, dude, and, check this and, out. Uh, and E-bombs World. Yeah. Yeah. But then terror, of, terror.org. <laughs> yeah, but then of course the classics of 4chan and Reddit and all those. I was and, never a big uh, Reddit user. I'm not now either, but in 4chan I just went through just like, what do these fucked up people have to say? <laughs> <laughs> and I found out that they're really good at finding people. Oh, like, yeah. If you needed help, they would be like, oh yeah, we can find that motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, yep. holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> God, these guys do nothing but like look for people. They're better, they're, they're better than the NSA. Yeah. <laughs> So if you want more content like that that's talking about Strictly Movies, <laughs> go ahead and definitely sign up for our Patreon, patreon.com slash something good network for only a dollar a month. A dollar. You get to a hear dollar. more of our three chuckleheads. It's only chuckle a dollar, heads. folks. 
<laughs> you get to hear more you of the three of us chuckleheading about fucking <laughs> movies and shit. Which, speaking of, let's go ahead and move on to this. We decided we were going to do top five movies. Yeah. Top five favorite movies. Oh, yeah. I can watch these movies any day. Yeah. Yeah. I stop what I'm doing. So yeah, so, so yeah, so essentially you stop anything to watch these movies. These movies are ones that if someone names them off, no matter what kind of mood you're in, screw it, you could watch it. And I also feel that it's necessary to go, these aren't necessarily the best movies, folks. Okay. These are our, our opinions. Usually we don't have to do all this for the Patreon, but a lot more people are hearing this on the main feed. These are our fucking opinions. <laughs> We're not saying these are the best movies ever made. I fucking am. These are the best goddamn movies you ever have your eyes. That is a <laughs> Let fact. me tell you something, oh, brother. So you have your bullshit. Let us have ours. <laughs> I got you for three hours. <laughs> I got you for five movies. <laughs> five movies. How do we want to do this? I'm uh, sorry. I'll start with one. Okay. Before we get to the favorite ones, can y'all name the first movie you ever seen in theaters? First American movie. Tale, Five Goes West. Five <laughs> All right. That, that's a pull. Mine was Dr. Doolittle. Really? That <laughs> Murphy one? <laughs> that's the first movie you ever saw in theaters. Awesome. That yeah. is, it's hard. You know? Was it a Star Wars movie? I think it, <laughs> was, I think it was A New Hope, the special edition. I think Chris's that was my first one. Random as hell. Bavo Goes West, man. I remember that movie. I know. That's what I was sitting here going. Like, that, that's almost as random as, what was your first music concert? Uh, my first music concert was the Eagles. Or was it, no, no, technically the first music concert and then like a big stage was Sesame Street Live. That, that That's what it was. I was sitting here going, I was like, that was the other thing. His other first one was weird. Yeah, what was first your first music concert, Chris? It's actually not a big one at all. It's probably... Uh, the milestone. Oh, you're really? Yeah, because I, I was. I'm not big on going to movie or not. I wasn't big on going to concerts for a long time. Yeah, like my parents didn't take me to. Or I, I would never want to go to one. Oh, okay. But yeah, I, was, I didn't know like if Legacy Act came through that your parents were nah, like, "Come on, Chris, we're gonna nah, go see this." My dad, you know, at that point, he didn't see. A, I think ACDC was on that hiatus for a yeah, long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably the only band he'd go see or learn Skinner, but half of them are dead. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. But no, nah, man, it's, I've never bought, like, I had a chance to go to a white zombie concert. Yeah. Or, or Rob Zombie. Mm-hmm. And I just said no. Then I had the opportunity to go see Red Hot Chili Peppers. I just said no. Yeah. So, I don't want to stand <laughs> around with a bunch of other people listening to music and hear on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, when I go to, like, smaller venues, yeah, I'll go to smaller venues because there's bands I'm never going to see or hear yeah. uh, any other way. Oh, it makes sense. Yeah, but not the the milestone. It was twenty one CG, Diesel and Dixie, mm-hmm. and I can't remember the other guys. Anyway, they're probably not together. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that was that was a good show. It was a good, good small place to start. Yeah, and I still haven't been to a big concert. I just don't have the. I'm not gonna say I don't have the means. It's just I don't have the want. No, that makes sense. Um, it's just not my bag. You're a movie guy. Yeah. We're speaking of, what would be one of those movies that's top five for you? Oh, man. Got to say it, man. RoboCop. RoboCop. I still haven't seen RoboCop. I tell you, it is, it is meant to be a parody mm-hmm. of action movies. Okay. But people loved it so much, they're like, holy shit, that's the perfect action movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's a simple setup. There's a guy. He's, he's, a, he's a father of a young son, a great husband. And he goes to Detroit. Now, let me tell you about Detroit. <laughs> Imagine Detroit now, but with a robot cop. <laughs> these commercials these commercials break out halfway through the movie. You're like, holy shit, is that a commercial? And it's basically like the most hardcore, violent commercials you've ever seen for a product. And everything's run by a company called OCP. 
All right. OCP owns half the cops. They own all the businesses, and they're doing what people, our businesses are doing now. They'll buy land or take land and use it for their own gain. Ah. And that's no what laundry. Detroit is. <laughs> So what's the what's the uh, McDonald's uh, movie uh, quote where he says uh, we're not in the burger business anymore we're in the real estate business yeah that yeah, kind of deal yeah we're not in the goddamn burger business we're in the real estate business <laughs> but not uh, not it's simple like cop great cop perfect cop his female partner they go after. <laughs> They go to one of those factories that does nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of those famous factories that do nothing. But it's a Detroit one, nothing. so it does, it's not operating. <laughs> <laughs> so they go to the industrial part of town. Well, there's Kurtwood Smith and his multicultural gang, which I will say in the movies, that's the only time you're going to see mixed race gangs. <laughs> All right? And it's fucking weird. All right? It's not like Green Room where it's a bunch of skinheads. No, this is this is a black guy, a white guy, an Italian guy, movie too. and a dumb guy. Like, all together. All right, boss. Yeah. But no, exactly. And it's run by Kurt Wood Smith, the dad from that 70s show. <laughs> First thing they do is they distract the female cop mm-hmm. and corner Peter Weller, the guy that plays Robocop. And he gets blown to pieces. And I mean pieces. You've never seen this many blood squibs in the wall. Like one so, guy got hurt. This one guy, he gets shot up mm-hmm. and they use blood squibs. He got hurt because one was too close to his testicle. And it, and it hurt him. Oh, he my went, God. He went down. They had to go reshoot that later on. Wow. Because he had blood squibs all through his suit. And he's like doing thumbs up in the background scene. Like, yeah. It's like, just done. Anyway, OCP decides to fix him. Six million miles of the man style. Yeah, yeah. They cut him down to a brain and a set of eyes and a face. The rest <laughs> yeah, of like him, the, the jawline or whatever. Yeah, it's not the jawline, which people got mad because like, why did you shoot Robocop in the face? Actually, no, there's metal behind that. It wouldn't work. He'd just get more pissed off. Um, <laughs> but no, he's this titanium man. Yeah. This tin man of death. And, uh, tin man of death. But no, there's a statue of him in Detroit. No yes, shit. Yes. No shit. This that was fictional. That Cut. era of fucking like uh, movie characters that become statues at the yeah, like whatever Rocky. they're like yeah Rocky too that's the only other example I can think of but I didn't know that about RoboCop yeah, yeah. North Carolina would have one statue commemorating the two kids that died in cabin fever yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised we don't have a Ric Flair or a fucking we will, <laughs> we will. <laughs> woo. every time you walk past him he goes woo <laughs> but uh no nah, man he he gets rebuilt now. Granted, remember, this is the 80s. The mm. USB cell phones. Not, yes. Not that big. So there's the crime database run by these giant computers, giant server computers, right? So, so it's dated in that. Dated uh, as fuck. Still got the real-to-real <laughs> type shit. Anyway, his hand breaks down, like down to the knuckle. It breaks down like this. And a giant spike yep. shoots out of his fucking fist. I know. And it's a data spike. They thought, huh, you know what's going to be the future? A giant nine-inch-long spike that we will use to transfer data. And then he sticks it in the machine, and he's like... Like it's a key? Yeah, yeah. And he's looking for Cartwood Smith. He's like, where would this motherfucker be? Like, hideouts and stuff. And what does he do? He goes after the guy who killed Peter Weller. He doesn't realize he is uh, the original RoboCop. Yeah. But he's Peter Weller. Murphy, Alex Murphy, that's who he was. Uh, so he just starts nonchalantly busts into a drug, a drug pen or whatever. <laughs> uh, this place making cocaine or PCP. You're not really sure. Yeah. But you really don't want to inhale this shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> anyway, Kurtwood Smith is a badass. Yeah. He goes there and make a deal for guns and drugs, blah blah blah. He takes his fucking whole middle finger, sticks it in a bag of coke, and just like sucks on it. He's like, look, this is what's going to happen. Like, t- t- like tapping his gums a little bit. Yeah. 
And here comes Robocop. Da -da 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 -da. He carries a fucking Desert Eagle style pistol, which is a 50 caliber pistol, but it shoots out three round bursts. Oh, wow. So when you get hit, you're pop, pop, pop. And it's like, holy shit, that is loud <laughs> and scary. He's carrying a submachine gun basically out of his leg. Oh, it comes, it's inside his leg. So he pulls it, like, it out of his leg and shoots and puts it back in. So it's like 80s, like hyper violent too, where it's yes. just like all the practical effects. everywhere. He doesn't even have to look at you. He can fucking point behind his back and shoot you because he can hear you. Didn't they like try to sell toys off of this too? I like had a bunch say, of yeah. those toys. Yeah, you know it's like it's this really hyper-violent fucking R-rated movie. But hey, kids! Hey, kids! You know this movie you can't go see. <laughs> yeah. Well, they made a cartoon show. Yeah. No shit. You know what was one of the coolest toys was? If you had RoboCop, he was made of metal. Mm -hmm. You opened up his back and you put a roll of uh, the toy gun shot. Remember the uh, revolvers and stuff that you could buy toy guns? Yeah, yeah it had like guns. a little bit of um, yeah. uh, gunpowder in it. It'd be like a ribbon. Yep, 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 I had those. You could put that ribbon inside a RoboCop and pull his arm down, and he's got a hole in the gun. He's going, pow, 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 just all that effects so smoke cool. coming out of his back. Like, oh, that's so you so couldn't cool. sell that now. No, <laughs> no, no, you can't sell a fake gun anymore. No, no Cops way. Cops will shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, anyway uh, RoboCop was fighting corruption. And the OCP's like, nah, we can't have that because we're the most corrupt motherfuckers on the planet. <laughs> so they hire, oh, an executive hires Kurtwood Smith mm. to kill RoboCop. To, him, to stick a foot up his ass? Yeah, just they give him special guns. <laughs> Sorry, now, I had to. <laughs> he arrests Kurtwood Smith earlier in the movie. He beats the hell out of Kurtwood Smith with his metal hands. Kurtwood Smith, and this is all improvised, yeah. is being brought to the police precinct with a classic black captain. Mm -hmm. He's like, Murphy! Who is get your ass in here? What are you doing? And he's like standing behind the fucking center counter, and he's like, "I just arrested so and so. Here he is." Boom. And Kurt Smith looks at the black captain and then spits blood onto the fucking booking book. And uh, the black guy's like, "Holy shit! What just happened?" And he's like, "Kurt Smith improvised that." He's like, "Fuck you!" Oh man. <laughs> and like the whole time he's screaming, "I work for Dick Jones!" Like the executive OCP. Yeah. Anyway, Kurtwood Smith goes after him again. They fuck him up pretty bad. Yeah. They fuck up RoboCop pretty bad, but he comes back and kills them all. <laughs> One guy turns into, like, gets hit by acid. The classic, <laughs> the classic acid, and his skin melts. Yeah. Like, I, I got to check it out. Here's the funny thing. The dude falls in the thing of acid, right? Mm -hmm. Comes, like, he's fine, but he's all melted. Make the Joker. He's, he's, yeah, but he's melted. Like, he's melting. Anyway, classic acid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, here comes RoboCop. In a goddamn SWAT van, and he goes through that motherfucker, <laughs> and he turns to mist. Oh my god! So like, so they, they set up a they set up a dummy filled with nothing but goo, and he comes rolling about that motherfucker doing ninety five. Bam! <laughs> and he comes. He ends up fighting Dick Jones in the fucking like a mud pit in a metal factory that's defunct, and he ends up pulling out that fucking spike. Mm -hmm. That data spike and jamming it in fucking Kurtwood Smith's neck. Yeah, and just like, yeah, and in the so it's almost uh, like comically like ultra violent, oh, yeah. kind of like Evil Dead Two or it some comic, shit when like that. You watch that. the last scene. Tell me you're not laughing your asses off. Remember, the, hey, remember the white cop, uh, the white cop captain from Beverly Hills Cop. Mm, oh, oh, white guy, fucking uh, same guy that was in Rush. The uh, guy from uh, Richmond High. Yeah, yeah. Yo, no, 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 no. You're talking about the teacher. I don't know who you're talking about. That. Anyway, anyway. He's this really funny actor, good guy, but they made him the bad guy, which is hilarious because people are like, but he's such a nice guy. Not in this fucking movie. <laughs> he hires Kurtwood Smith to set off a grenade at this dude's house because Kurtwood Smith's best line in any, in any movie or television show, and me and you might disagree on this, but his favorite, my favorite line Kurtwood Smith ever said is he walks into this fucking executive's house who is snorting coke off hooker tits, 
And he's like, bitches leave. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> bitches leave. And he fucking duct takes a, like, a, like, a grenade to this motherfucker. No, he shoots him in the kneecaps so he can't move. And then sets off a time grenade. Motherfucker's Rick James or some shit. Oh, bitches God. leave. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie oh, Murphy's right. here. Fuck your couch. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's, that, that is almost the number one for me. That is my, one of my favorite movies. Just I have a poster of it. So. I was going to say, you know the data spike is being used in uh, Mortal Kombat because he's one of the uh, DLC yeah. characters and uh, yeah. he uses that as one of his uh, I want finishers. Them, I want them to do an all-horror Mortal Kombat. Mm, that'd be cool. Because they got Alien, Leatherface, Robocop, They got Jason, don't they? Jason, Freddy. They've used all these people. Yeah. yeah. The Predator. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I would love to see a fight between Leatherface and the Predator. Oh, yeah. Because be you know awesome. these two motherfuckers. <laughs> We'll get back to it. We'll get to it real quick. <laughs> just for a second. Side note. Side note. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is set in the early 70s. What's going on in the early 70s? Vietnam. Who's the perfect age to go to Vietnam? Leatherface. Why is he not being airdropped in to the Quan Trang Valley in North Vietnam just, like, just cutting people down? Oh, my God. Because bullets don't stop him. <laughs> nope. He's, he runs on the pure adrenaline of eating people and making face masks. Can you imagine a North Viet Cong face over his face? Oh, my God. Him just being seven feet tall come busting through the jungle with a chainsaw? It'd be Genghis Khan over there. Oh, God. It'd be terrifying. Like, there'd be, like, tales of the man who came with a roaring tiger. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Tell Fetty Man. What's what's more scary? A bunch of GIs with M16s or one guy going balls to the wall with a chainsaw and camo green (laughs) with overalls made of flesh. Running really, really fast. Like, you know, you heard their stories like about Vietnam people wearing like necklaces of ears. Yeah. This motherfucker wearing a necklace of ears and another guy's face. <laughs> <laughs> wearing a necklace of faces. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like a cool like a heavy metal name. Necklace of faces. <laughs> Opening for Guar next week. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. Well, Cap, what's one of your five? I'm going to start with... <laughs> say what? Bravo goes with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with no particular order, I'll just uh, name off uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's just awesome. That's, that's, that's I'm not a big a Indiana Jones fan, but... I do love when Nazis get killed. So yeah, <laughs> well, this, this just has like the perfect beat of like a an, just an action movie. Yeah, it, it actually has a little bit of a B movie feel Is that to the it one too. Where he like you see him as a kid? No, that's uh. What's the name of that one with Sean Connery? Uh, Last Crusade. Yeah. Oh, okay. That, Raiders that, is the very first one, and it kind of had like a. Uh, jam- that's where everyone melts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I was saying. That's why it kind of had almost like a B movie feel to it because that's uh, that effect. Was cool very, because it was very like indie horror because Steve, Steven Spielberg wanted to make a James Bond movie, but yeah. not you know a slick James Bond character. He kind of wanted to do uh, you know uh, I think I forget who they uh, modeled it after, but yeah, just an explorer that's a little bit rough and tumble, but still has James Bond tropes. Okay. You know, he gets the girl at the end, and he has quips mm, like, and things uh, like that. Oh, what is it? Keep going. I'm not thinking of it, but uh, there's an, what he's basing it on is uh, is a book. Yeah, I forget what it was too, but it's Steven Spielberg and George Lucas working yeah. together, and that's probably why I caught and on then, to. And uh, then Harrison Ford, and Harrison Ford too, and that's probably why I caught on to Indiana Jones, uh, pretty, Raiders, pretty early on because it's a very similar narrative trope. Yeah, in a, yeah. Sto- in a Lucas storyline that you see in a Star Wars line, so it was kind of paced like a Star Wars movie. Too. We, we, we seem to have kind of a trend here, which of course mine will wind up breaking it, but it's like. So far, the first movie Chris has uh, given out, neither one of us have really seen. uh, And then Cap's favorite, neither one of us are like huge fans of. So I do find that funny that at least the first one's starting out with both of y'all. It's like we've at least still got pretty different tastes and stuff that we're just like, eh. Because I think the thing with Indiana Jones that didn't really latch with me because I think I've seen like the first three. And I don't know. Something about it, I think. I have, I do have a respect for like the western and stuff like that. I'll tell you, they are good movies. 
They are. They're, they're like very. <laughs> they're they're very well made movies. They're well acted movies. The story is good. Just something about it was something never is never connected. Yeah. yeah. I rewatched uh, all the Indiana Jones movies lately, and Raiders is really honestly probably the only really good one. Like, there's things I like about the other movies, but they get a little '80s silly. If I, you know I what I mean. Ha- I do have to say, I enjoyed the second one better with Sean Connery because I think that was because the third one. That was the third one. Yeah, that okay. one's good, but that, that one's a little that's silly the, too. That's the, the, one the second I, one's with the. Uh, with little the Chinese boy. Yeah, okay. short round. Short round. <laughs> okay, no. okay, Dr. Jones. <laughs> Can't make that movie now. Um, <laughs> you can. If you won't be watched. <laughs> you could. <laughs> be hated. If you get Jimmy Wang to do it, it'd be funny. <laughs> no, I guess I like that movie as much as I did because of like uh, being raised you know, in the church and everything. Too. Yeah. They had a lot of uh, biblical tropes, which is still fascinating yeah. with the... Uh, with the stories of the Lost Ark of the Covenant and things like that and how uh, the Nazis were actually looking for uh, things like that while uh, but, trying but, to maintain their power. And but my like question that. is, is how many of them were Hydra? <laughs> I was like, I don't give a fuck. It's like, this, was this a comic book movie? <laughs> fuck it. Might, hey, it might as well be. It's, it, it's close enough to a comic book style. It movie. definitely has its own like uh, diehard fan base and has its own lore and everything, uh, the Indiana Jones series. Well, uh, with that... Uh, Alan Quartermain. That's what Steven Spielberg was trying to make. Okay. A movie by Alan Quartermain, which is a... a a novel character who's exactly like Indiana Jones minus the museum thing. Yeah. So with that in mind, what's your opinion on them doing the new indie soon? I mean... With Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford is too old. And robots. <laughs> it's not... It's like, yeah, it's not going to look Mecca good. Hitler. The, the, <laughs> the rumor is, is that... Um, and same thing with James Bond, too. Both of them seem to be kind of doing this where supposedly a daughter is going to enter the uh, picture. Well, they already did the son with Indiana Jones on the last movie. Yeah, well, apparently with... Oh, no, he can't say, by the way, here's a new movie, but this time he has a daughter. That's what this movie that will suck more. And, and put that shit with Die Hard, it didn't work out. And, and they're, they've, they're, con- they're confirmed to do that with Bond. Yeah. Bond's going to have yeah. a daughter that's going to come out. I thought it was going to be Idris Elba as the next James Bond. Well, they've talked about that for years. They've, they've talked about it, but, but now they're looking at it where... A girl is going to enter the frame, and James Bond is going to retire. Well, that's fine as long as she doesn't become 007. I feel that she's going to be 007, but not James. She, of course, won't have the Bond. So name. she'll be like the lead chance, in it. So the the guy who wrote James Bond, Ian 007, Fleming, Ian Fleming, and Roald Dahl, the guy that wrote Charlie and Chocolate Factory. They're all spies. You're telling us about yeah. this. They yeah. were fucking spies. With Christopher Lee, right? Yeah. And hardcore killers, too. Everybody forgets that shit. Mm-hmm. They killed Germans like it was nothing. <laughs> However, when he wrote these, he did write a female character in. Mm-hmm. It just didn't get put in the movies. And but, it wasn't some stupid fucking named woman like Vesper Lynn or anything. It was it was another double O agent. Pussy galore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, the, that's but the no, this is, was a female agent. And th- I think she was 003. Yeah. Yeah, she's one of the few double O agents as a woman. And she has a license to kill just like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they never show her. And well, I, I think that would actually be an interesting one like to Goldeneye. do. Like Goldeneye. Goldeneye was 006. Yeah. Yeah, and he was he was an agent who went bad. Right. And you're telling me you can't... Like 001 is the one that's in uh, Quantum of Solace, I think. Or the last one. Okay. Spectre. No... Damn, there's so goddamn many. I, know I don't know either. <laughs> I was going to say, Bond was another one that I want, that was hard for me to get into. They're fun movies. They're popcorn flicks. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of how Raiders is. It's like a, my favorite popcorn flick, if you will. And actually, hell, since we're going popcorn flicks, again, none, none are mine are in order, but probably favorite popcorn flick. I know we've gotten so many good MCU movies and all that stuff. For me, though, nothing still beats the Sam Raimi Spider-Man 2. 
Uh, that that one's definitely a the villain top five. was done better than yeah the but villain was done. That dude's a great yeah. actor too. Oh, he's a, he's a classically trained actor. Yeah, and, and we kind of talked about <laughs> it on the uh, live stream episode. Yeah, um, but I like Tobey Maguire Spider Man. I like him as Spider Man. He's not bad. I like his Peter Parker could have been a little better, but I like the age. I like how in the first movie he's graduating high school that's, and getting that's, into that, real world. That's the problem I have with the Spider Man movies. They leave him in school. Show yeah. me it. Show. Tom Holland could play an adult Spider-Man perfectly. Yeah. Well, Tobey Maguire was still going to like, uh, it was after high school, right? He was, he was like, in college. He was delivering yeah, pizzas and, and shit Yeah, like episode, that. Uh, the very first movie was them graduating high school yeah. and him getting an apartment and everything. And that's why I like the Spider-Man character is because he has these real world responsibilities that go with his great power. He's like Daredevil and Power Man. He's got these six blocks, man, he's got to take care of. Exactly. (laughs) He has to be the neighborhood Spider-Man, but still take care of Mary Jane and Harry and And Aunt May. And and fight creatures from outer space. Yeah, and and fight the fucking Greek, and fight Doc Ock and Spider-Man 2. And not lose to them. He has to win. So it's like, by Spider-Man 2, exactly what he was saying, he's got his pizza delivery job, he's he's still after the girl, he's making ends meet, he's got a shitty, shitty New York apartment. Still got to take care of Aunt May. To the point. Old Aunt May. Yes. Not sexy, new Aunt May. Not not Marissa fucking Tomei. (laughs) She don't need being taken care of. She can take care of her fucking self. (laughs) She don't need no man. (laughs) John Favreau's fucking up. (laughs) But no, I I can see you. When that movie came out, it was really good. And it was one of the few times they didn't double up on the goddamn villain so much. No. So that's, yeah, that's what I, I hate I, with the movies. They double up the villains. Trying well, they to kept too much content in. Well, yeah. They kept teasing like the old vil- villain from the uh, first movie, too, with Green uh, James Franco. Well, that was the main sting at the end, uh, was oh, J- James Franco was slowly losing it throughout the movie, and like you see him kind of chilling on the couch, and you hear uh, Norman Osborn, uh, ah, yeah. And he's like, what is this? And he turns over, looks in the mirror, and fucking Willem Dafoe's there chewing up the scenery the best way he can. Just being the, the human green goblin. Oh, be, the dude, white goblin. Dude, be, being like hit, uh, Willem Dafoe on fucking a hundred with his be. fucking face just you, going at it. You should watch Lighthouse. And that's when Harry grabs the dagger. He's like, no! He's like, avenge me! And he yeah. throws it through the window and that's he walks in that's when he sees all the goblin gear. And that's, yeah. But what's kind of fucked up about it though, and this is the one little thing about it, is I wish, I wish they had prolonged that a little bit more. Hmm. Because Harry... Doesn't I feel that throughout that movie he doesn't have a strong enough need to avenge his father. He has a strong enough need to hate Spider Man, yeah. but not to go evil. Yeah, because the, his dad was a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what could have been better is James Franco is like trying to get rid of the shit, and some that random dude comes by and is like. Cool and becomes hobgoblin. Hobgoblin, yes. Paints it yellow or some. I shit. would have been yes. <laughs> Harry's like fuck this shit, sells it. Sells yeah. it in an Oscorp uh, like mansions or like a, a, some sort of sale or whatever, like some yeah. company sale. Some or crazy whatnot. psychopath finds this shit and is like, you know what we're going to put flesh on it instead of metal. Just to, <laughs> just to make it scary. Can you imagine a flesh covered hobgoblin mask. Oh, God, with yes. With the teeth and the eyes. Oh, dude, have you seen the screen test for the original Green Goblin? Yeah. Oh, it looks so good. But that's not what we're talking about. Let's talk about Spider Man 2. <laughs> but yeah, Spider Man 2. I love um, Alfred Molina's uh, yeah. Doc Ock. I oh, he's friends was, with Peter. Yes, that's what I. That's love what I like about, about the game. Yeah, the they, they did the, That's 
that's why I'm really hesitant for them to bring a Doc Ock into this universe. Sure, is because so we have far, a pretty good Doc Ock. We've had a great Doc Ock in the movies. We've had a great one in the game. I'm really concerned if they wrap one into the MCU. No, I think I think that'll be a Spider-Man movie only. No, if they're gonna if they're gonna fucking do it, do it with Venom. Just put it down. Get Tom Hardy versus Tom Holland. Tom versus Tom. <laughs> Tom Sp- versus Spider-Man Tom. versus Venom. Imagine and Tom Hanks fight. shows up to narrate it. Yep. <laughs> Disney can pay him. <laughs> J.K. Simmons in the background. This is a goddamn conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make all the Venoms gay. <laughs> and, and Spider-Man 2 was also just shot extremely well. I forget who the cinematographer was the, the, on it. The fight scenes. And like you kind of feel for Spider-Man in that movie. Because he gets his ass kicked. He gets some fighting after yeah. And the thing is, is he doesn't win by fighting. He wins by telling Doc Ock, look, man, I fucking looked up to you. Yeah. You know, you you were a brilliant mind. In fact, you told me this and fucking yeah. started spitting some fucking wisdom back at him before the tentacles fucked with his brain. And spat all that back out at him. And he was like, you're right. No, fuck this. And destroyed it himself. And they do that in the PlayStation game, too, which it hits like a little harder because he's just fighting him. Yeah. And he's like, I treated you like a son. He's like, uh-huh. you mother... Fucker, let me tell you something. I looked like same thing. I yeah, looked yeah. up to you. I helped you, yeah. motherfucker. I was like, you deserve what you get, man. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. I think I my favorite part of the movie is uh, when he stops the bus. That is oh the train great. or starts the train. Well, yeah, remember the, the train. The, yeah, the, the, then, people, uh, the people don't look at his face. They do technically. Yeah, they but do they're just like, but they don't, they're never going to say. Who yeah, they're just like, we won't. T- no, <laughs> Joey Diaz is street, just like, we won't tell nobody, cocksucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joey Diaz sees him. He's like, hey, cocksucker. I see that, you. That was I, actually, you delivered my pizza last week. <laughs> there's no. a bunch of people in that movie that are like just random cameos, like Donnell Rawlings yeah. and fucking uh, Bruce Campbell. And that's what, like, Bruce Campbell, that's who I, like, there was a good fan thing going around. I don't know if you heard about that, about him being Mysterio. That was not fan theory. That wound up getting confused. Confirmed. Wow. There, there is storyboard art of him of, becoming Mysterio. Yes, because he plays like thirty different. Figures. Yes, uh, the, <laughs> I would love that. Dead serious. There is storyboard art for a potential did Spider-Man you ever, Four. Did you play the Spider-Man Two game. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And you played had to fight Mysterio. Yes. that was fucking hard. Oh, it was hard. <laughs> shit, I don't but it was the Mysterio good. part. I had. Yeah. Oh yeah, he, he creates these giant platforms to the Statue of Liberty, and you had to fight him. But yeah, Spider-Man Four storyboards came out, and it was confirmed that uh, he was actually going to be Mysterio, and that's why he kept showing up different that's places. Cool. He was going to be. It was kind of think about Amazing Spider-Man Two, how he knocks out fucking Rhino first thing in the movie, yeah. or knocks out someone first thing in the movie. Basically, that's how Spider-Man Four was going to open. He was going to knock out Mysterio like that because he was going to be just a low-rate nothing. He was going to just be like no threat. But no, um, Spy- my favorite scene in Spider-Man Two, though, uh, Sam Raimi Spider-Man Two, is the ultimate Sam Raimi scene, which is. The scene in the doctor's office after the first explosion at um, Octavius's uh, lab. He's in that uh, operating room, he's laid on his with, stomach. and all the arms are spread out behind him. And the and one of the doctors comes up with the fucking saw. He's about to fucking put it on. You see, yeah, one of the arms far away no, just like gently move. Yep. Yeah, and it's like shot with like the blue overtone to it and everything. Classic Raimi, and then and it's, he's like. He cuts it back on. He's about to hit it again. As soon as he's about to make contact, you see in his glasses one of the arms slowly come up and just shing, pop, and it just it turns into just full on slasher film. And then someone picks up a fucking chainsaw. 
<laughs> Someone picks up a chainsaw to try to cut one of the fucking arms off. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, Spider-Man 2, definitely one of mine. Chris, what's one of yours? Number two. Oh, uh, well, you had said Good, Bad, and the Ugly, I think, earlier. That's on my list, yeah. yeah. So I guess I'll skip that one because that's one of my favorites. <laughs> uh, Tombstone, man. Tombstone. Fucking love Tombstone. One of, the, one of the top five greatest Westerns of all time. Kurt Easily. Russell, Val Kilmer. For like a 90s Western, Sam too. Elliott, you know, Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. Who gets <laughs> killed in everything. Everybody talks about Sean Bean dying in yeah. movies. Bill Paxton dies more than he does in movies. Yeah. That is a fact. He got killed by the Predator. He got killed by the Terminator. He got, he got killed, killed by, by the aliens. aliens. Yeah. He got killed by fucking a random stray bullet in the fucking Tombstone. <laughs> Does he die in fucking uh, Twister? No. Oh, okay. God tried to kill him. <laughs> and, and somehow Helen Hunt saved him. But he dies in uh, that movie where Matthew McConaughey's his son, where he sees God and shit. It's weird. But uh, no, man, it, it is such a... And such, the guys that play the villains are really great. What's this guy's name? Uh, Powers Booth? Powers Booth, man. Does a great job. But see, the uh, main guy, like the whale, bah, is that him? Yeah. Yeah, they're pulling they're pulling uh, uh, Bill Pax's body to a funeral. Yeah. And he's like, it's over. Kurt Russell, just to beat down Kurt Russell. He's yeah, like, yeah. look... Our feud is over. You lost guys. I lost a brother. It's over. And, and uh, Powers Booth leads, sitting a, there. leads a group of uh, actual cowboys, like real life cowboys, were like gangsters. Yeah, yeah. Because and, they like in the beginning of the movie, Charlton Heston is doing the narration at the beginning. Yeah, and he's like, mining towns and all these were worse than modern day Detroit. Yeah, like these these were people where you could shoot somebody legally, and whoever had the balls to stop you would try <laughs> that was it yep that was that was the whole point and then Wyatt Earp and his crew come uh, to Kenstone yeah. yeah they came from Kansas City and by that time Wyatt Earp had already had a fucking a record yeah of kicking bad guy ass yeah 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 of like being like brutal with it too yeah and he had like and a 12 minute crazy had, mustache yeah, he had, he had, <laughs> yeah and then you have Doc Holliday who is technically not a good guy yeah he's more of an anti-hero yeah so. but he's the most dangerous motherfucker out of all of them mm-hmm. a guy yeah. who's dying of tuberculosis, he, he doesn't give a fuck. Like he's got a death wish after, too. Remember after the OK after the OK Corral scene, where they just open up on him. Uh, it's the next day, and uh, what's his name? Johnny Ringo. He's all drunk as fuck. Yeah, he's drunk as fuck, and he's like, "I want to fight you, Kurt Russell. I want to beat you down. I'm going to shoot you down in these fucking streets." And he's drunk, so he can't move as fast as he wants to. Yeah. And uh, Kurt Russell's like, "Not today." I don't want to deal with your bullshit. He's like, you got it coming, motherfucker. And like, right on the side of the road, on the, on the, under, under, on the porch, Doc Holliday is getting shaved. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen this movie or not. Mm-hmm. Doc Holliday is, Val Kilmer is Doc Holliday. Best fucking thing he's ever done since Batman. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, get this shit. I heard uh, Bob Kane, the guy who made Batman, yeah. said Val Kilmer was the best Batman he'd ever seen. Damn. All right. <laughs> that is a goddamn fact. Anyway, uh, he, uh, his memory is getting a shave. He's yeah. shape, and he's like taking that towel. He's wiping his face off, and he comes out there onto the street. He's like, "I'm your Huckleberry. I got you. Let's do this." And he's like, "My fight ain't with you, Holiday." He's like, "It is now." <laughs> and it's like this dude carries two guns: one on his back, one on his front. So yeah. he can kill you with either gun. And he and he stands to a side at you, like he'll he'll be standing to a side. That way he can shoot two people at the same time. Yeah. And he's the most. He's like tapping his gun. Go ahead. Pull, motherfucker. He's Pull. like, I'll put you he's down. like, say when. Say when. And he kind of about that, that same feeling pops up in Justified. Yeah, right? <laughs> say when. <laughs> Pretty much. Or like when he's like super drunk in the bar or whatever, he goes like, 
I got two guns trying to like aim. Oh yeah, he's doing he's doing an okay corral. Aiming at uh, Johnny Ringo or somebody. He's just like, I got two guns, one for each of you. Yeah, they're in the okay corral. He's like, look, because y'all he's all sick and shit. He's been coughing yeah. all night and drunk and, and drunk and. Uh, <laughs> And just got laid. <laughs> so he's, yeah. just, he's, he's really just done. <laughs> and uh, he's like, that guy, you can't, you probably can't see shit. You're probably seeing double. Yep. And he pulls two guns. I got one gun for each of you. It's like, that's hilarious. <laughs> and then, then it just goes on to a tangent after the whole. We didn't finish that part where he comes up to Powers Booth, right? Where like, oh, yeah. uh, they take Bill oh, yeah. Pax and now they're, he's about to bury their friend. They're about to bury their friend. He's like, you smell that, Johnny? So it's like somebody died. Yeah. Oh, God, Dio. It's like, and the cover was like, it's over. We're leaving. He's like, well, bye. Yeah, that's all he says. To all he says. Well, and then he tells, uh, he tells, what's his, uh, what's his name? Uh, the shitty, the shitty character in Tombstone kept running away. Uh, the names the I remember the bad guy, about the bad guys are Johnny Ringo, uh, fucking uh, Powers Booth, and uh, anyway, he played the fucking yeah. sergeant in Avatar. Okay, the really jacked old man <laughs> who wants to kill aliens. Anyway, he's he's oh in, shit. But anyway, I forgot about that. He's like you and. You and so and so go to kill White Earp and his brother and kill the women too. Yeah. And they go over to a train station and he's like, Hey, talking to Sam Elliott's character. He's like, Hey, where's Wyatt? And he's right behind him. Pow, pow, kills him and puts his spur in this dude's mouth. He's like, You tell so and so I'm coming. Yeah. White Earp's just like, I ain't fucking around anymore. I ain't coming. And Hill's coming with me and he spins that fucking boot right off his mouth and it slits his fucking mouth open. And it's like, God damn. Ow. And then, just uh, as porn. Yeah. And then Val Kilmer, uh, it's, uh, what is it, uh, Doc Holliday, White Earp, Texas Jack Vermillion, a couple other guys, go on a fucking killing spree, killing these guys called cowboys. Yeah. They're, they're a gang who wear red sashes, and they were on a fucking killing spree. Uh, it comes down to a creek. Yeah. They're in a creek, and Kurt Russell. And, like, everybody just dies. Kurt Russell's just like quickly, too. Taking crossfire. He's about to get die. And uh, Powers Booth. Is like get them boys, you know. And Kurt Ross is like, no, nah. Pulls out both fucking guns, ready to rock. Shoot, comes out shooting. He's standing in a creek. Yeah, he's just like, no, open, open no. area. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like open fire. And Powers Booth's like, oh yeah, let's kill this motherfucker. He comes out there yeah. with a fucking shotgun. He gets shot in the shoulder before he's able to lift. And then Val Kilmer lifts up another fucking rifle and shoots him. And <laughs> shoots the leader of the gang in front of God to everybody. Yep. And uh, they're like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> I think he's got God on his side or some shit. Well, who does, he, uh, sh- who does uh, Val Kilmer fight at the end? Uh, Johnny who, Ringo. Was it Johnny Ringo at the end where he just like does the whole... That's where you um, see Charlton Heston stuff. Charlton Heston's in it. And then that does the whole, like, I'm your Huckleberry uh, yeah. routine again. Yeah, and, he basically... He, 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 he wants to end it. Johnny Ringo wants to end it. He's going to kill Kurt Russell. Yeah. And he's going to kill everybody else. Um, Kurt Russell's supposed to meet him in, in a fucking prairie somewhere with two trees. And... Uh, Kurt Russell's on his way, but Val Kilmer beat him to it. And Val Kilmer comes out smoking a cigarette out of the shadows and just points at this badge that he gave, but White Earp gave him as like a I've joke. I've been deputized. Yeah. yeah. This is legal. Like, <laughs> I'm a goddamn criminal who's going to shoot you and get away with it. <laughs> but no, it's, it's such a good movie. Like, most yeah. people, like, I could quote that movie from beginning to end. Yeah. And so can a lot of people. My friend Christy, she she's in, she likes it. And the cast is so great. It's what Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer, Sam Elliott, Bill Paxton. Powers Booth. Powers Booth. Dana Delaney is the woman. Yeah. It's loaded down with actors. It's yeah. great. 
Capo will be your second. I'll keep going on the the Western train and say uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's God, probably my favorite. Good, <laughs> I have not seen that one. It's it three. Long. It's three and a half hours. It's one of those deals where I you, think that's why I haven't you seen it. It is be, an odyssey. <laughs> you you got to be in the mood for it, but yeah. it's one of those where it's like on a Sunday afternoon if I have nothing going it? on. Um, it's it, just three characters: the good, the bad, Wood, the good. Yeah, Clint Eastwood, <laughs> Lee Van Cleef, and uh, Eli Wallach, and they just go by Lee their Van Cleef is a great villain. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he, he, like you're talking about an old school actor and how acting was different back in. But, nah. but I love uh, this one because like Clint Eastwood and Lee Van Cleef are so like one dimensional and kind of boring after you get past the surface. And no, because you, you realize very very quickly Lee Van Cleef is bad. Mm. Clint Eastwood is, is good, good. Yeah, and the ugly is, is Eli it, Wallach, who's just a bandit. That yeah, and screw, I've only that seen screws him. people over. Is just in and out just of just a piece you know, of shit. Yeah, right. just a piece of shit. Yeah, criminal. But, he, didn't know, he didn't know dick about guns, right? But he's the only one that gets a backstory in the whole yeah, movie. Yeah. Remember, he remember he doesn't know in the in real life, he didn't know dick about guns. Eli Wallach? Yeah. So he went out and learned everything about guns. You know that part where he's breaking the pistol down? Yeah. He learned that. That's a real fucking gun. Damn. He, pulled, he, he breaks down this fucking revolver in front of this dude. Yeah. And he's putting it back together, you know, making sure, checking the click on the revolver, make sure it's spinning right. Yeah. And, like, he ties a fucking string. I know there, about all a, this. There's a ring at the bottom of a fucking revolver sometimes usually like a Wibbly anyway he ties a string around it and puts it around his neck that's how he wears his gun around Damn. his neck it's so fucking hilarious holy shit <laughs> yeah. like pilots do that <laughs> and of course that's like Clint Eastwood's like uh, he, the, he plays the same the character in like a bunch of movies like this character uh, Blondie well they don't call him Blondie in any other movies like, no. he's only called Blondie the because are, uh, Tuco calls him you're, you're, that. the movie that Clint Eastwood did like a bunch of times the same character is Fistful of Dollars, dollars a few dollars, $2 more, more yeah and, uh, Three Mules for Sister Sarah yep and yeah, there's no backstory on him or like the bad guy, but it's set in like Civil War times. Uh, yeah. But they shoot well, it. And one thing I like about the movie that I think is kind of like interesting that kind of separates it from everything else too is that it's one of those spaghetti westerns too where they film like in Sergio Italy. Leone. Yeah, Sergio Leone. And some of the best score ever too. Oh yeah, the Danish uh, orchestra does a cover. Like, say, uh, yeah. Wah, wah, wah. And, and the oh, very... The, and, and the very so end long. of it, too, and the very end of it too, where uh, you hear the whole song. Oh yeah, because like for like it takes five, like five minutes. For five <laughs> minutes, they're playing this entire piece of music, and their the edit cuts are just Clint Eastwood and uh, okay. Lee Van Cleef and Eli Wallach just in a you know standoff. They're in a cemetery. Yeah, and there's a giant circle. It's a Spanish cemetery. There's a giant circle in the middle made of stone yeah. where gold is. Yeah, where the gold is, and they're looking for a, a grave that has all the gold. What was the fucking name of the grave? I want the gold. Give me the gold. There was, oh, that's technically there's not, but what was the name that they were like trying to use as Cyrus a reference? Something, I think. Anyway, they were looking for a grave with a certain name on it, and Blondie knew, so the whole time he's like, it's not there. Yeah. Yeah, and Clint Eastwood's just kind of like the guy that the entire time was like, I knew that I knew you were a piece of shit, or like, yeah. I knew that was going to happen, or like, he always had a backup plan, but yeah. just like had that same just scowl. Comes down to cigar Clint Eastwood face. and Lee Van Cleve, and they, he shoots Lee Van Cleve down, and, and he falls into a grave. But I love that. But I love that the the piece around that uh, standoff. They just play this entire piece of music and uh, jump cut to everybody, you know, doing the standoff with just eyes, face, quivering lips, shit like that. <laughs> yeah. like, but uh, it kind of adds to the intensity of you know yeah. who's oh, going to yeah. get shot and kinda shit like, like that. Uh, Once upon a time in the west. Yeah. Same thing. I think it's the same guy that did the score in that yeah. too, Ennio uh, Morricone. Yeah. I might be saying no, this. It's, it's, might be butchering the, his name. The, uh, <laughs> I think it's in the Criterion Collection. It's, it's it's the best western that I've, yeah it's, it's that good because it changed all the there's the civil war is going on during this whole movie 
and they're yeah. out west, so it's they're kind of dealing with it. They're kind of not. Yeah, it's so, just there. Yeah, it's just there in the background, uh, <laughs> because they come across a bunch of Union soldiers and Confederate soldiers constantly. Yeah, they, they, pull they blow up a bridge. Yeah, <laughs> they pull like they, a bridge on the River Quad. They pull up type to, shit. They pull up to the. Uh, they they try to flag down a bunch of soldiers that are like uh, they look like they're wearing gray or whatever, but uh, they kind of like. But it was dust. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the ugly's like Blondie, Blondie, look. Long live the Confederate Mexican guy. Long live the Confederacy. Blah blah blah. And here so what's the other one? The comes, Union. Yeah, and here comes these uh, gray, grayback soldiers, and and he's like, hell yeah, Confederacy. Hell, South Rise again. Blah blah blah. All that bullshit. Yeah. And they're looking at him, and they're like, yeah. <laughs> and this dust comes. This gray dust falls on, them, and they're all fucking Union soldiers. And they all get immediately uh, arrested. <laughs> yeah. Because the Mexican guy didn't wouldn't shut the fuck up. <laughs> It's like a guy yelling, fuck the police, and the cops come by. But yeah, it's a long movie, but there's just a lot of layers that really keep me, uh, you know, wanting to rewatch and everything with new perspectives and all that, too. There's just so much to I like it. When it's he such hangs, a sensual, simple concept. I like when he hangs ugly. I like it. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. At the very end, uh, you know, Clint Eastwood, you know, he's still a good guy. He goes, like, uh, I'm not going to fucking let this fucker die, even no, though it, I totally should. He hangs this motherfucker. And he's like standing on like a, a cross. He's standing on a wooden yeah. cross, trying not to fall. Yeah. And Clint Eastwood gets far enough away. He's driving, going toward the horizon, kind of like Shane. Yeah. You know, music's playing. Wah, wah, wah. And then, <laughs> then he gets off his horse, pulls out his rifle, and shoots the noose. Damn. And left him a bag of gold. Yeah. One bag. Wow. Tore open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All this heavy ass metal. Yep. Carry it. <laughs> but no, it's, it's. Oh, God, that part too. Oh, yeah. He's loaded up with all that gold and he left in one bag, but it's so fucking. Or like heavy. the middle of the movie where like uh, Tuco's like, because like Clint, even after like what the piece of shit criminal does to Clint Eastwood, he's just like, I'm going to make you crawl across the fucking desert without any water for uh, fucking so many miles or yeah. whatever during a sandstorm or something like that, yeah, wasn't it? Up. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, I just, I just hadn't seen that one. I think it's three, on Netflix right now. Good to know. <laughs> I was gonna say three and a half hours. I don't, I don't know if I've got. It's that. worth a watch. A watch once in your okay. life. Uh, it at you, some point, I will watch it. We can watch it tonight. You can call off work. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I got high. Forgot about. I'll do tonight. We didn't speed this up just a touch, and I'll start by just saying I don't have much to say on this film. Only that every time I watch it, I just enjoy it even more. But just Pulp Fiction. Yeah, <laughs> that that's just one of those. Every there's not much more you can say about it. Everyone's talked about that movie so fucking much, but there are so many quotable lines. Are you Soundtrack okay? Rules. <laughs> are you okay? I'm far fucking okay, <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> nah, we'll get some Sam boys Jackson. out here to fuck him up. <laughs> I was doing a uh, fucking uh, Marcellus Wallace. Where he's just, he's yeah. like, Sam yeah. Jackson has some of the best fucking dialogue in that movie he say genuinely what? does what's what made his famous say what again motherfucker yeah. is what, what 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 is that a fucking language you know, you know as, as much as that scene is loved my favorite scene in that movie is the diner scene oh yeah Tim Roth and uh, oh the yeah. opener yeah was it a Tim Roth and what was his girlfriend's name honey uh -huh. honey bunny honey bunny yeah, that's right keep your shit together honey bunny but off, but off. <laughs> she pulls that fucking gun on Sam uh, Jackson. He's like, "Get a hold of your bitch." <laughs> <laughs> my favorite in that scene is where uh, John Travolta and uh, and uh, Sam Jackson are having their serious conversation. John Travolta's just just like, 
I have to take a shit <laughs> constantly. The, and the uh, I, I guess I like, killed. Yes, I was gonna say I like the 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 small joke of when they're arguing about the Royale with cheese, and yeah. uh, John Travolta's character just turns around holding the gun, just being like, "And by the way, yada yada yada." We well, gotta remember blah. Marvin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like pointing at him with the gun, and eventually she's like, "What the fuck? I oh. thought the safety was on. What the fuck? Oh no, I shot Marvin in the face." Marvin is actually a great voice actor, and you really know one of Phil Lamar, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, Fillmore. Yep. Oh shit! He's in he's in King of the Hill. Huh? No well, shit. you know, but no, just great movie. I enjoy it. I'll okay. move on. Chris, <laughs> another one. Oh shit! Damn, Damn <laughs> number, it! Number three, Chris. Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. All right. Another long. I know it's long. Oh, that's another longie. Yeah, I but, love it too. I've, I've caught that one in pieces. It's so good. It's it's, it's d- that's definitely worth a whole watch. Yeah, Is it? Uh, yes, absolutely. Morgan Freeman, Tim Robbins. Uh, coolest line in the movie. So the whole movie is narrated by Morgan Freeman. Yeah. And it's about this guy who got hemmed up for killing his wife, even though he didn't kill her. Yeah. And he still does the time. He, he gets, he's going along in prison. He gets up a little bit, then shot down, up a little bit and shot down. He ends up running a criminal program. I was going to say, I think I've gotten it with like when he was getting his second up and then I've found it. Well, I fell asleep or something. So he's embezzling money for the warden. Yeah. Because he's an accountant. Mm -hmm. He's doing taxes for the guards. Clancy Brown's in it. Yeah, Clancy Brown's best movie. <laughs> he's one of the, he's one of the uh, officers, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, and I remember the ending. Yeah, so Morgan Freeman is talking about like so before Tim Robin, like Tim Robbins escapes. Yeah, through three hundred yards of shit. Remember that? Yeah, he, he climbed through a pipe. All right, and it came out. He's because he had this cool line. He's like, came out. Uh, was it? Oh, went three hundred yards through foulness I can't even describe, and came out clean on the other side. Yep, and he sends a letter to a local newspaper about everything and to the cops mm-hmm. too well the cops start coming to Shawshank and they're like hey we need to talk to the <sighs> warden yeah Morgan Freeman's funniest line I think the last thing that went through the warden's mind other than that bullet was how <laughs> Andy Dufresne fucked him <laughs> yeah, and, pretty much and Morgan Freeman uh, Family Guy does a pretty good parody of it oh yeah I remember the that Three Kings yes doing three King, uh, Stephen King movies and uh, it it <laughs> It's very elaborate how it's done because it's part of a book called yeah. Four, uh, Different Seasons, and that's got Stand By Me, uh, Shawshank Redemption, Apt Pupil, and another movie called The Breathing Method. But uh, I think my favorite part—very short stories—but they made a three and a half hour movie. Out of yeah, I think my favorite part of the movie is uh, when uh, they're out uh, doing uh, field work or like they're doing roofing or whatever. Oh, and, he, and, and the guard gives them like a six pack of beer just to the, just to have the six tarring, pack of beer. They're tarring a fucking roof. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, he asks. He helps the guard Clancy Brown. He's like, "If you want to keep that money, you got to give it to your wife." Yeah, and it's tax free. He's like, "Okay." Yeah. He's like, "All I ask is three beers a piece for me and my coworkers." Yeah, and he's like, "Coworkers, kind of crocket." Okay, fine. <laughs> fine. I'll spend the dollar for the fucking case of beer. And this is their first cold beer, and God knows oh, how God. many yeah. years. Morgan Freeman even says he's and like they elaborate. He's on like, they make it look so refreshing. It's like pulls like a Hank Hill. He's like. It, He's like, we could have been tarring the roofs of our own houses. Not a care in the world. And Andy didn't even drink. <laughs> he didn't get a bit. Will Sadler's in it. He's in yeah. it. He's, he's, I'm sitting there watching it going like, God damn it, now I want a beer. <laughs> yeah. but no, it's, it's such an inspirational movie. Yeah. But it's also a very hardcore movie, too. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, he Andy Dufresne gets to like all the prison treatment. Like, mm-hmm. all the prison treatment. And he is mentioned in Apt Pupil, which is about a Nazi mm-hmm. who comes to America. And he has a one line of dialogue. He's telling this young kid how he got to America. He's like, yeah, this fucking accountant helped me create a new identity. Uh, yeah, some. I think he got hemmed up for killing his wife. Damn. Damn, Andy Dufresne helped the Nazi get the fucking. <laughs> I was reading that book. I was like, "Holy shit!" 
Damn. Damn. No, that's, that, that's one of my favorites. No, that, that is one that, like I said, I've definitely caught in pieces. I remember like the first few ups and downs, and I remember the ending because, you know, the big narration. Yeah. And, and, of course, the Family Guy parody helps you kind of remember that some. But, yeah, that, I definitely want to check that one out again. Cap, what's the third one for you? Let me pull up my list here. Charles you don't know them favorites. by heart? I know, right? Well, they had to keep changing you. You changed your mind. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. I put uh, Goodfellas on mine. Oh. Goodfellas. Goodfellas. <laughs> I was watching on Netflix one day, one day and, I, and uh, I think the logo came up, and Alex was like, Goodfellas? No, no, no. That is not what happened, sir. <laughs> Go get your fucking shine box. <laughs> and remember what happened. <laughs> no. I came downstairs and I asked you, What are you watching? Oh, okay, Cap? that's what it was. And you went, Watch Goodfellas. <laughs> Ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to see Gomer Pyle as Ray Liotta. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Damn it. Damn it, Karen. No one goes to prison unless they want to. All right. You know why Jimmy and them went to prison? Because they're fucking wives. <laughs> And that, that was such a fucking revelation to me for like mafia guys. Right. None of us go to prison unless we want to. You That's, ballsy son of a bitch. And I love that the, the gangsters in this movie are not painted as, you know, heroes or good guys. They're all painted for the pieces of shit that oh, they, they are. are. They're, oh, yeah. they're Joe Pesci's character. Yeah. Oh, biggest piece of shit. And uh, Scorsese would, got the story based off of a book that Henry Hill actually wrote. Yeah, Henry Hill is a, is a character he's too. In a, he's in a 30 for 30. About, is he? About rigging a basketball game. Henry Hill he rigged a... He would come up on like Howard Stern as a guest every now and then, and then uh, he would get some of these gangsters that were like in the movie, like Cicero and all that, would call yeah. in on the Howard Stern show and be like, "We know where you are, you fucking stool pigeon, and shit yeah. like that." <laughs> oh yeah, he was in witness protection for a while. Damn, yep. so that's, that's what happens at the end of the movie. He gets a witness witness protection. He's just a re- he's just a schnook. And Ray Liotta is a piece of shit. Like he plays such a good <laughs> he piece. Plays of shit. a great piece of shit in this movie. His wife, his wife was. Uh, Lorraine Bracco. Lorraine Bracco. She plays a psychiatrist in Sopranos. Yep. And, uh, Has that same New York coffee sore. Can I, can I get... Best scene. My favorite scene was when uh, he's sitting at home, or he's sitting with Joe Pesci, and a guy runs up and he's like, hey, man, what was, what was it? Henry, Henry, you got a phone call. It's I think it's that girl you went out with. Yeah. And it's Karen, the girl he's been dating like a few months. Yeah. She is crying her fucking eyes out from a payphone. Henry, blah, 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 this happened, this happened. Well, he goes and picks her up. Oh, yeah. Takes her home. And so you wait in the car, baby. Her neighbor, the guy that lives across from her, a young guy like Henry's age, had tried to rape her. Mm. I grabbed grabbed her and scared the shit out of her. And he tells, tells Karen, stay here. Yeah. And it's just you see him get dude, his gun. He gets a fucking revolver out from under the seat and walks over there to him. Doesn't shoot him. Doesn't shoot him. There's three guys there. Yeah. It's the guy and his two buddies. He grabs the main guy, the guy that put his hands on her, and starts beating him in the face with a revolver. And <laughs> yep. keeps going. And keeps going. And keep, until the revolver breaks. And then he points the motherfucker at those guys. He's like, what the fuck are you going to do? <laughs> huh? And then he walks back to Karen. Yep. And she's at, she's, at, she's already at her door. She's already at the door. Like, I'm, I need to get the fuck out of here. And, uh, <laughs> and he's just like, take here, this. Here, hide this. And it's a bloody, broken revolver. And Damn. then Karen's That's just, love. And then, <laughs> yeah. no, then Karen's just like, I got to admit, it really turned me on. on. <laughs> 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 fuck you, crazy bitch. <laughs> and then, they, then, they, then they're together forever until he like, cheats on her constantly. Yeah. That, happened, that didn't happen in the movie, though. 
Well, no, no, he does he cheat does, on her. They're, they're still together. They're still together. Yeah, with but one, she's still he's still cheating on her all the time. Yeah, yeah, he cheats on her with that one good looking big nosed girl, and then he cheats on her again with that coke whore. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I want. She, she finds where the first whore lives. Yeah, she lives in an apartment building, and she hits the buzzer on all the apartment numbers. Uh-huh. Ding, ding, and, she's, and it's like any Scorsese movie. It's pretty intense. Yeah, like she's yelling to every neighbor, "Hey, I want you to know something. There's a whore living in two B." <laughs> and again, killer soundtrack in this movie. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, what was it? It's like uh, Cream and the Stones. Rolling Stones, yeah, Rolling Stones. Uh, they kill, what's his name? Uh, was it Joe Pesci just loses his shit and kills a dude <laughs> over a shine box yeah. comment? <laughs> Go get your they fucking shine box. Yeah, they kill the dude you from the Sopranos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, kill, they, they kill everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I love what he's doing the introduction to like all these characters. There was Jimmy Bats. Hey, hey, Henry, I got that thing for you. For you. And then he's like, uh, Johnny's Johnny two times. Hey, get the papers, get the papers. Yeah. <laughs> he said everything two times. Yeah. But no, it's just, it, it was this weird, like, walk through, like, the West Wing kind of like. Right. Like, just talking about all these gangsters he knew. That's and they like, all respected Henry, even though he's only half Italian. Yeah. But yeah, that's how, like, Scorsese movies always are. Like, here's this piece of shit character, and here's his, uh, here's his true story about this guy and everything that really happened and all the craziness and under it, whether go. it's the mob or I fucking. I do like the mob boss, though, being like, Henry. Are you in this drug business? Yeah. It's not good. I'm not, it's not savory. <laughs> but no, Have you seen that's it, a, Alex? I, I've seen that a long time ago. I've seen it once. It's a fun movie. I love I, it. I, I definitely remember the shine box scene. I actually used a clip of that long time ago for some stuff. <laughs> Get your, <laughs> Get fucking, your fucking shine box. Motherfucking mother, you, you. Oh, God. If that one guy, he's like, I want my fucking money. He's like, look, if you keep asking for your fucking money, he's oh, going to yeah. fucking kill you. Somebody <laughs> got the, the, the wig guy? Or yeah, the, the wig guy. Uh, yeah. Maury. Yeah, Maury's wigs. Like, Lorraine <laughs> Leota's just on a phone, casually talking to somebody, and De Niro's like ch- choking him out with a fucking uh, phone wire. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> See, and it's like y'all are picking all these like really good movies, like Shawshank Redemption and things like that. I'm flipping right back over to mine. I'm going to go Clerks Two. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I got some goofy ones too. No, and the reason I pick Clerks, I love King Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason I pick it is it for all the the, the goofiness in the movie because that definitely makes it. The jokes in there are fucking great. I would love. A more elaboration on pillow pants. <laughs> oh God! I can actually give you a little bit. A uh, troll. Originally, when Kevin submitted the uh, rough cut to uh, the uh, the production company, someone to Harvey went, Weinstein. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey Harvey, stick this to the wall. Tell me what it says. Uh, <laughs> well, I was trying to work around that because Kevin doesn't even like saying this shit no. came from Harvey anymore. But uh, but yeah, but actually, Harvey did say, "Well, if you say." pussy troll we have to show some sort of pussy troll and he's like no we no, don't that's, weird that's to be left up to the imagination he's like well we have let's just do something even if it's goofy originally they were going to dress jason muse up as a troll and have him like jumping out of like a wooden pussy kind of like one of those game show kind of entrances <laughs> just to be like totally stupid with it <laughs> and thankfully, they uh, didn't get to do that. But then uh, Jason later on, just went, a, Chris then, is just like flabbergasted right now with the thought. Well, no, I'm just thinking of other stuff that happens in the movie. Is, but is, but then Jason was like, yeah, but 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 I would have. But he he was like, I totally would have done it. He's, man. Like, he's like, I would have done it. He goes, but the only reason I would have done it is Kevin told me that after it was all said and done, I could have the big wooden pussy. <laughs> that's hilarious. He's like, that's the only way he was able to get me to do it. I think my favorite part of that movie is uh, when. The two guys to, to buy some dope meet up with yes. Jay and Silent Bob again. He's like, is that? Who are these Bible thumpers? He's like, is that a fucking Bible? It's a holy fucking, fucking Bible, Bible, son. son. <laughs> you know, Jesus right. was a Jew. Yeah. And it's just like, 
Oh god damn it! <laughs> well, the thing that I've grown to oh, you really fucked up. Was, that shit. Remember they talking about how they got had to go to jail and go to rehab and shit. Yeah, yeah. Remember what they got pulled over for? Uh, deployed airbags. Yeah, but what it's called? What suspicion of mischief? Yeah, <laughs> I've been pulled over for that shit twice. No shit. No, really. Nope. Yep. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, suspicion of mischief is just a like a Patriot Act type thing saying, yeah. just pull the fuck over, I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> and the one thing throughout time that I've really been able to love about the uh, Clerks 2 specifically is knowing about Kevin's uh, movie career and his trajectory and how meta he made that movie. Because Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back was supposed to be the final movie in the VSU universe. So at the very end, Atlantis Morissette, as God, shuts this book that says the end. Yeah. And Kevin's talked about many times before how if you look, there's a bookmark and the book is only halfway written. That way he always wrote himself in a back door in case he wanted to go revisit again. Again. Yeah. So that was him leaving behind his indie career and deciding to work for Hollywood. That's when he started making stuff like Cop Out and Zach right. and Mary make a porno and stuff That's such like a good that. Movie. The great movies, but that, like except for Cop Out, uh, <laughs> but uh, started making like all these movies for a mass audience. No longer his small little independent thing. And then slowly realizing, oh, fuck, I, I miss playing with my old characters. I miss playing with my old action figures. I want to go back to that. So what is the story of Clerks 2? He goes away from the quick stop, burns it down, burns down his history, so to speak, starts working for a corporate entity, being in, movies. In color. Yeah. yeah. And then working for a corporate entity, that being movies, with the whole minds frame of leave this stupid town behind being yeah. New Jersey, something Kevin is very proud of. Leave the stupid town behind and move down to Florida with me. My dad's going to give you his car uh, wash dealership thing and all this, give him the perfect life. But what's he decided to do? Buy the quick stop and run it for himself again, which yeah. is exactly what Kevin did. He bought back all his shit, except for Dogma, which is what Weinstein still owns, but bought back all his shit and was like, I'm working for myself now and kicked yep. out the podcast universe and everything else. So Clerks 2 was such an allegory for his career yeah. up to that yeah, point stone. that, that, Oh my God, it was, it's when they get to that prison scene, when it's Dante and Randall just yelling at each other and, and all that God, it will literally get a lump in my throat. It is. I love that fucking scene. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly because again, I just, I understand it and I get it. And it's just like, ah, yes, I love it. <laughs> I watched, uh, I do a quick plug for a Jay, uh, Jay Muse's movie that's out. You can watch it on Prime. It's about how uh, Jason Muse tries to get out of the yeah. uh, method of uh, the madness. Yeah, yeah. It's method of the madness, where it's like he uh, tries to get out of the uh, the stoner buddy character uh, typecast and tries yeah. to go method, but it goes completely wrong. And it's all within like uh, quote unquote uh, reality. Kev Smith Alternate and universe. Uh, Jason Muse, yeah, Hollywood <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> it's great. I liked it with Zach and Mary making porno. Yeah. He's like, Luca Leia didn't have sex in the Star Wars. <laughs> it's a parody, goddammit. <laughs> All right, Chris, what'd be your number four? Uh, it's probably be what'd be number four, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I did what? Robocop. Robocop, uh, Shawshank. And Tombstone. Tombstone. Yeah, that's my fourth. Uh, it's probably a movie y'all haven't even heard of. Uh, Kingdom of Heaven? Nope. Mm -mm. It is about the Crusades. Oh, Orla okay, yeah, Orlando yeah, yeah. Orlando in it, and it's such a wild-ass movie. James Cameron does it, and it's it's so well done. Like the original cut's like three hours long. Oh wow! But they cut it down to like two hours and fifteen minutes. But yeah, if yeah. you watch the long cut, it is a a harsh, 
harsh look at what happens in the Crusades. Mm. And it's about the uh, fall of Jerusalem to the Muslims yeah. the second time. And, uh, no, nah, it's just Orlando Bloom trying to keep his shit together the whole time because he ends up becoming the last defender of Jerusalem right. before it's taken. And it it could, it sounds like I'm talking about a really slow-paced movie, mm-hmm. but it's a really good movie because Liam Neeson's in it for about five minutes. Okay. And uh, he, has, he gets shot in the ribs with an arrow and gets infected and dies. But... Uh, <laughs> Melinda Bloom's in it. A lot of good actors. Took a lot an of, arrow to the knee. Yeah, took an arrow to the knee. And never got back <laughs> but no, nah, man, it, it's it's funny because there's there's some lines said in it that probably should be said today yeah. about the goddamn Middle East. <laughs> it's like, look, I wasn't here when it was taken. Yeah, you weren't here when it got took. All right, don't take offense. I never gave offense. Yeah, period. All right. And, like, the whole city, I don't know if you know about the city of Jerusalem, it sits on three religious sites. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you know, Messina's right there, so you got the sepulcher, you got the Dome of the Rock and all that shit, and you got the place where Christ died. It's, like, all in one spot. The right. wall, the western wall, you know, it's the capital of fucking Israel, for some sake. But Muslims, Christians, and Jews all worship under one fucking little patch of desert. Yeah. Which is fucking weird. Uh-huh. And... It's just a, it's a whole shit show over there. I won't get into that. But. What's, it, what's it called? What's the movie? Kingdom of Heaven. Kingdom of, Kingdom Kingdom of Heaven. Heaven. I've, I've heard the name. It's but on Amazon. I definitely haven't seen it's it. It's on Amazon. It's, it's really good. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a star-studded cast. Uh, a lot of people you haven't seen in a while, but a lot of British. What, like, uh, so, Orlando Bloom, so it was like no, late 2000s or something like that? 2006, seven. Okay. okay. But I remember buying the DVD. Peak Rings, Orlando Bloom. Around that time, yeah. I think it was after Two Towers. It was after two towers. People forget, like, yeah, he had Pirates and Lord of the Rings. What's yeah. he doing now? Oh, he's doing, uh, what was it? He, I saw him with something else recently. I can't remember. I was going to say, it was like, it was one of those like movies that. where it's like, oh, shit, that's Lorraine That's Orlando Bloom. Probably <laughs> does whatever the hell he wants now with two franchises. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Well, Cowboy be near number four. I rewatched this the other night, and it wasn't in my top five, but it kind of like is warming its way up now. Silence of the Lambs. Really? Yeah, just okay. such a good movie. <laughs> it really is. And well, what about it has like really gotten because you? it's so Goodbye, like because <laughs> <laughs> that's what's wild. It's like he is the big bad, not Hannibal Lecter, which is no, wild. No, because Hannibal Lecter, like you know, as far as like character legacy and thing like that, he's you know sold as the big bad in that movie, but he's not. He's just a uh, he's an informant. Who is it, who is it plays Buffalo Bill? I can't remember his name. Levy, but. Tom Levy. Anyway, you're talking about a guy with a scary fucking voice. Yeah. <laughs> he, did, he, did, he, was, yeah. he was in the movie Joyride. Oh, okay. He's the voice of Candy Cane. Oh, okay. So he's All just right. a good fucking like, yeah. creep. Oh, yeah. God. He plays oh, a great God. fucking monster of a human being. <laughs> that movie just goes over the top, too, with like uh, his like his lair where he's like keeping uh, butterflies and like, he's, like kissing them and stuff like that. Yeah, he's got moss. He's got a bitch in the basement. Yeah, <laughs> put the lotion on the skin. Has just like <laughs> has just like a little like frou frou dog. <laughs> I did love I did love the fact that Joe Dirt made fun of that. Yes, it, it puts the Joe Dirt in the hole. Well, even what he says when he meets him, he's like, "Hey, did you go to did you go to back in 1974? Were you at the Grand Canyon?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah." And he's like a very like it's Shao Kahn. It's the guy that plays Shao Kahn. It is, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, because he's still jacked. <laughs> yeah, but like he's like. Hey there, young fella. He like puts his arm, his hand on Joe Dirt's shoulder. He's like, "Yeah, we can talk about it." And then he's like, all tranny dressed out, and yeah, shit, you know, tucked back. <laughs> he's like, "I want my supplies." And it's just like, <laughs> so he puts the lotion on the skin. All right, I've say done, it. Don't spray it, enough, brother. 
Enough of the broken record, dang. <laughs> and actually, just to throw it back, another Silence of the Lamb reference, back to my movie, Clerks 2. That's yeah. when uh, Jay had his moment outside oh, doing yeah, his dance. This is like fucking like, would you fuck me? <laughs> does the lipstick, fuck me hard. Does the lipstick and everything. Yeah, they, do that, stick. they do that in Family Guy with Chris. It's hilarious. Yes. It's so disgusting. <laughs> yeah, they, that's like the big takeaway from that movie, that and the Father Beans uh, yeah, the, scene. Yeah, those are well, the big that, classic that, scenes. There's one scene you forget about that was where he gets, how he gets away. He kills that cop. Yeah. And spr- he cuts the dude's skin off, um, his back skin off, yeah, and makes like a giant butterfly mm-hmm. out of this dude, this giant moth. Uh-huh. And then it's when you realize, like, I don't. Uh, if you go back and watch it, um, Hannibal Lecter says that Buffalo Bill used to be one of his patients. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I knew he was crazy. I got one of his heads in my fucking garage. Go look for it. <laughs> go find it. So you'll find your answers. And you want to you want to hear something funny? Jodie Foster had refused to come back. Really? It fucked her up that bad? From 1992 to just recently this year, she had never seen Anthony Hopkins. Wow. She dodged that motherfucker as many times as she could. She would not go to the fucking Oscars. She would not go to the Golden Globe. And she would dodge him constantly until one night she's on like Jimmy Kimmel or Seth Meyers. Meanwhile, Anthony... uh, Anthony Hopkins comes out. Anthony Hopkins comes out while he's talking to Jodie Foster. And he's like, oh, I didn't know you didn't... I thought I thought you just didn't like me. She's like, no, I'm terrified of you. Holy now, shit! There's nothing, nothing about you. You're a great actor. You're you're a great performer. Meanwhile, yeah, However, just coming I'm out just going terrified like, of you. Just coming out saying like, hey, did you see the game last night? <laughs> <laughs> what? No, she, she's genuinely terrified. She's genuinely terrified. Well, how fucking uh, terrifying is the concept of a Hannibal Lecter anyway? A fucking oh, uh, Hannibal, psych- cannibal. Yeah, a, psych- a psychiatrist that is that big of a fucking psychopath. Yeah. That like will get into your under your skin and into your fucking brain. I think I too. now know uh, Cap's true fear. Yeah, How it, fucking terrifying is that? <laughs> what, get eight? <laughs> get eight? <laughs> <laughs> and the guy like knows you, all your biggest fears. My mom fears. was terrified of that fucking sound. I did that at one time when she was doing laundry. Oh, she just, dropped yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> what you need to do now is just uh, next time you walk in, just be like, Hey, Cap, you seem to be getting a. Uh, Getting a little bit extra meat on That's your not, bones there. Well, it's not the cannibal part that terrifies me. Is that him knowing what my biggest fears are before he yeah. fucking eats me? Is yeah. <laughs> my fears being eaten? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, where were you born? What really drove you down this path? Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have so do much you, fun with you. you. Fear of being eaten? Do you hear the lambs screaming, Clarice? <laughs> yeah. it's like, God damn, man, get out of my fucking brain! But no, I see. If you like the that, fear makes the meat Netflix taste better. Just put the show Hannibal on Netflix. Yeah. Check that show out. Mods Michelson. I missed that. Yeah, I knew it was a thing. I just missed it. Check it out, man. He does a great Hannibal Lecter. He does. It is perfect. But again, part of why I like that movie in particular so much is that... It's a prequel to Silence of the Lambs. But I like how since Hannibal became, you know, took off the character, became its own institution. I like that in this movie, Silence of the Lambs, he is not the big bad. Like, he's not even like... He's like a C character almost. Just like yeah. in Red Dragon, he's not a big bad. He's, the only time he's a big bad is in the movie Hannibal. Right. <laughs> Where he throws that dude out of a fucking window in Italy. <laughs> and, Ju- and you were talking Julianne earlier Moore. about how Julianne Moore plays Clarice because Jodie Ho- Foster did, didn't Jody want Foster to do with that yeah. <laughs> With Ray Liotta. <laughs> with old Ray Liotta. He ate his own brain. <laughs> I'm going to watch that now. Yeah. Well, I think I'm just going to keep it on brand with my uh, stupidity because I'll round it off with one that's a little bit cooler. But I wanted to pick another comic book movie, and I was thinking of like all the current. Your fourth? In- Do it. What's your other three? This is my yeah. This is my fourth. Okay, sorry. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, I was thinking of like all the different little MCU movies that came out. I was seriously considering one of the Batman ones, like one of the Nolan Batmans, because I can't. I could put on any of those three. It like what we said. Any of those three, anytime, and I'll watch them. But, <laughs> but when I had to sit back and go, a superhero movie that's well written, a great cast, and an overall just great film, 
I had to pick The Incredibles. <laughs> the I best, still have the yet best, to see The Incredibles. The best Fantastic Four movie ever made. And that's, that's what, what made me says. think of it. It is. It, because I watched it again like maybe a few months ago, and it still holds up. It's, and then fun note, again, kind of wrapping it all together with the other movies I like, Syndrome is voiced by... T.J. Miller. Do what? No, T.J. Miller. No. Uh, Syndrome is voiced by um, Brody from Mallrats. Oh, fucking uh, uh, my name uh, is Jason Earl. Lee. Yes, Jason Lee. Jason Lee is the you voice of Syndrome. You got me monologuing, you motherfucker. <laughs> I know. I, lo- I love that. He's like, you caught me monologuing, you sly dog. There's actually like some just really You want dark- a chocolate-covered pretzel? There, and there's some dark parts in that movie. Dude, like where he goes, yes. he, Where, like, Mr. Incredible realizes what's going on so he grabs the sidekick of syndrome the uh-huh. chick and he's like i'll snap her fucking neck i swear to god and it's just like dude you're syndrome's just like do it do it i don't give a fuck <laughs> i'm the bad guy you're the good guy dumbass yeah he's, he's got I this woman it. mr incredible he can like tweak a thumb and snap her spine yeah he's like yeah this girl is like the the width of my pinky you know yeah. pixar animation right. she's like the width of my pinky and then you've got like the hulk basically like got her in like the fucking chokehold and then and you got uh I was a Violet. Yeah, Violet. And uh, the boy. Dash. Dash. Even they, even at the end of the movie, they're telling Dash, like, hold up, man. Don't, mm. don't outrun all the kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah be- because Cap's a little confused. Yeah. So, so Dash, he runs super fast. He, uh, one of like the little C, C, D, E small plot points is Dash wants to be good at sports. Right. The dad is aware boy if you get on the field you're going to crush everyone and you're going to all of a sudden let people know that you're super at the very beginning of the movie superheroes aren't allowed to be super anymore so that's the thing they have to kind of right. be no incognito masks. and no more masks no more Same act- in it too. yeah no more masks no more acting heroic any of that so if you show that you're good at sports you know you're going to get in trouble yeah you're going to get in trouble because they don't know you're a super and at the very end you know, family all gets together. They beat up the big bad, all that. They finally let, like, the big PS of the movie, they finally let him run track. And the one sport where you have to run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they let him run track. And all three of them are up in the stands just yelling, go, go, go. You know, really cheering him on and everything. He starts really picking up speed. And they're like, slow down, slow down, slow down. No, 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 no. Yeah, and, then, and, like, all the parents are kind of looking up because the dad's going, like, close second, close second, take a close second. Like, that. they're just kind of like, like looking up at him, like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> no, nah, man, it's, it's funny because it, you know what that's based on, right? Someone that's too good. It's based on Wayne Gretzky. Oh, okay. Yeah, because uh, Wayne Gretzky would get yelled at by fucking kids' parents while playing hockey. Uh huh. Because he was too good. Even people, even parents on his own team. Wow. They would just talk Because their special shit. little snowflakes weren't getting time in the ring. Yeah, but it's Wayne fucking Gretzky, yeah. man. It's, it's, it's the great one for a reason. The fucking goat well, of hockey. Well, they didn't know that it's yet. Like, it's like watching Michael Jordan play a pickup game. <laughs> Sorry your kid sucks. Yeah, but no, he could get like, pelted with shit and stuff. Yeah. But no, they would tell him, like, hey, tone it back. Yeah. And he'd be like, eh, fuck no. But no. But I could kill. I could kill so fast. <laughs> Great story beats, all that. It's got uh, that nice late 50s, early 60s feel. Yes, I like, that, I like that, the ass- that film noir types. And this thing, I didn't think that I would care as much the until dump truck I started. The Pixar does. <laughs> oh, women. Uh, I've heard that. I've seen, I see that making the rounds. The internet's a strange place. It, it is, but it's goddamn true. <laughs> and something I didn't think that I would eventually notice, which is I like Pixar's 
semi-primitive animation better than their oh, yeah, super no, it's, slick. It's like a cartoon. Yeah, it, they, it's like, it was extremely still, like, well done. Like, the water is still super realistic, and, like, the yeah. scenery is, like, super on point. And you gotta, but you gotta, they, the, dumb, they have to dumb that shit down a lot. Yeah, but that frame rate that they had, it wasn't quite as smooth. Things were a bit more sudden with their stops. Like, they hadn't gotten, like, certain movements quite like as game. fluid. Exactly. Right. It had a certain charm to it that when watching Incredibles 2 which is also still a great movie it's a lot more smooth there's a lot more texture yeah. you know just CGI is improved yeah and, be careful watching Incredibles 2 though you might have a seizure yeah <laughs> what, they actually had that warning at the very beginning really I, yeah because yeah. uh, the character she uses screen slaver screen yeah pretty cool she flashes a screen in front of heroes faces and oh, man, puts these goggles on them so they have to do what she says mm-hmm. so pretty cool so I should just trip balls and watch Incredibles too. Is that what you're yes. suggesting? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're in the home stretch now, Chris. Number five. Uh, see, this, this is where I have problems. It's, <laughs> it's a tie between Gangs of New York, uh-huh. Leonardo Caprio, that's and a Scorsese, good one. Yep, and Predator. Ooh, okay. But consider Gangs of New York is like seven hours long, <laughs> and it's, it's crazy Leonardo Caprio beating the fuck out of Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, and another Liam Neeson cameo. I will say Predator is the funnest of the two. <laughs> Predator, Predator is such a fun fucking movie. Loaded cast. Yeah. The governor of former governor of Minnesota, the, Jesse. For, the former governor of California. Yeah. A lot of governors. Yeah. <laughs> but like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jesse the Body Ventura. Just talking about being a sexual tyrannosaurus after taking a dip. dip yeah, he's like, you see this, son? You take one of these, you will be a sexual tyrannosaurus. And it's just like, oh, God damn it. And the whole time, one, oh boy, uh, Peter Black is trying to get Sonny Lanham to uh, laugh. Yeah. But the, the best line in any in any action movie, mm-hmm. in my opinion, is Jesse Ventura. Peter Black comes up to him, he's like, hey, Mac, you're bleeding. I ain't got time to bleed. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> just so he's casually just like, too he's carried a fucking his... minigun. Yes. Big old thing of chaw. <laughs> he's a fucking Navy SEAL, like, and he's in, peak, peak, like, he's in peak wrestling shape too. Yeah, and he was a Navy SEAL, like he was in real life. I didn't know that. Yeah, damn. Yeah, that's Jesse, probably why. Jesse, Body Ventura is was a real. So what you're saying buds. is, wow. So what you're saying is, when he goes crazy on podcasts, that's his uh, Navy experience talking. Yeah, because he's all like conspiracy well, he, theory, if like oh, yeah, he, and he, shit he, like he, that. He's he's deep. Yeah, uh, he's yeah. all about he, the deep state. He's all about the beast. Uh, <laughs> the beast. <laughs> now he's working for the beast that killed him. <laughs> but uh, no, it, it's, it's such a fun movie because. Tell me you try to get this. It was Expendables before the Expendables. Oh, okay. Pretty much. Right. Carl yeah, Weathers, yeah. Arnold yeah, Schwarzenegger. Carl Weathers. Apollo fucking Creed. Rocky, man. <laughs> These and are Carl all Weathers. roid rage oh, Carl, out fucking dudes. Carl Weathers is a former bodybuilder himself. Right. And what's funny is the backstory was, you know mm-hmm. what it was? Arnold would secretly have a trailer pull up, a semi pull up, because it's so hot in the location yeah. that we're going, have a trailer pull up with gym equipment in the back. <sighs> And they would all stay out late at night and work out and work out. Of course and, they did. And they would just wait for the to be alone so they'd be the last motherfucker to leave. So they could set call shit oh the next day. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I stayed working out for another hour after 3 a.m. Where were you? Motherfucker, I was tired. All right? <laughs> we have a movie to shoot. 500 pounds and we're... <laughs> We're, we're shooting in 97 degree, 100% humidity. <laughs> I don't care. I'm losing 15 pounds for the five minutes of my scene. <laughs> you're still curly, man. Yeah, you're pussy. And like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers and uh, Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura would just do co- shit talk each other constantly. <laughs> and the coolest scene, and, I, and, I, and me and Ken just bust out laughing every uh-huh. time. 
and it's a meme I see. It's the handshake. Oh yeah, yes. Dylan. Boom. Boom. Son of a bitch. <laughs> it's the best. Tony Leone has that patch. Yes. The the black arm and the white arm. Uh huh. You son of a bitch. And it's I like, love it. You can hear their muscles crick. Like, <laughs> you like, see the veins just like yeah, you throbbing. See the, you, see, you, see, like, you can hear the tendons. Yes. Like, and it's like that's right that right there. If you was to reshoot it, that's when thunder and lightning would just strike. <laughs> the mega powers. And, and like. It's a fucked up thing. Uh, you ever seen Harry and the Hendersons? Yes. All right, so that guy's name is Kevin Hall. Mm-hmm. He's the Predator. He also plays the Predator. He's the guy that wears the suit and all that. Yeah, wow. he, he, he played for Georgetown basketball, and he died of AIDS. That's why he's not in. Yikes. That's crazy. That's why there is no third Predator movie with him in it. Huh. Damn. He, played, he played in the second one. He killed Billy Paxton. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. But no, he, he was a big dude. Yeah, and he died hard, man. But it, it's such a good movie. Arnold Schwarzenegger did something. But did he live free? And the predator, yeah. the predator. He did something. Co- I think he he, uh, he paid for the guy's funeral and everything. Oh, Arnold's, wow. a, okay. Arnold's a pretty good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, nah, man, it was so funny. Like the predator's still going on. Yeah, like, Arnold's a pretty good guy when he's not impregnating maids. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> but come on, man. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta say, man. He, you talk about a guy who should be an icon mm-hmm. of. Bill Burr had a whole bit on this, yeah, uh, yeah, the icon of immigration. Oh yeah, just icon from, of humanity. Of humanity. He, he said he wanted to move to America. He moved to fucking America. He's yep. gonna be rich and famous. He became rich and fucking became, famous. Not only became rich and famous, became the biggest movie star in yeah. the world before. No, after becoming Mister Universe. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna lift as much as I can. I'm gonna be the best that I can. I'm gonna marry a Kennedy. He married a Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, became, became governor of a governor. state he can't pronounce. No. California. California. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> California. Yeah. But not, man. It, he's the epitome of the immigrant part of the American tale. Yeah. yeah. And he, I got to give it up. Dude still works out constantly. Have you seen, oh, this? Yeah. Have you seen his quarantine videos? Because mm-hmm. he's like 70 Dude, years old. Dude, he's nuts. He's got a pet donkey and a fucking. Uh, yeah, that lives in the house with him. Yes. And he's like, this, this, what is it? Like, this is Fitch or something. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he's like, just on a fucking just beast and some fucking barrel balls. Oh, yeah. And here comes the donkey. He's like, hey, my buddy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's my buddy. Well, that movie holds up insanely well, too. And the Predator as a concept it holds up really oh, well, yeah. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Carl Weathers gets his arm blown off. Yeah. Uh, everyone's jacked. It's like a fucking like, pick-your-own-soldier yeah. type situation. <laughs> I got a minigun. I got an AK. I got this. I got that. Sonny Lanham's got a giant machete. Yes. <laughs> I love, remember the People joke that finally got to laughing? You remember the joke that finally got to laughing? I forget. What was it? And the guy's like, I went down to my girlfriend the other day. I said, man, you got a big pussy. Man, you got a big pussy. Man, you got a big pussy. You know what it was? The echo. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> you're funny, tiny white man. Now let's go kill this fucking alien. But I'm going to watch that now. Oh, it's such a badass movie. I know it. Okay. Gangs of New York is a great movie. But if you want a good flick to watch, Predator. Hell yeah, every for sure. Time. Cap. Mine's What's a, your number five? Mine's a fun one out of the batch. I have uh, Office Space. <laughs> Office Space. Yeah, I, that that almost made my list. That yeah. almost did. No, I like Patrick Bader. It all holds Hail up because Bader. everybody can relate to what's going on in the characters and the jokes. It's about yeah. like any like Mike Judge piece. I love the opener. It's really well. Where he's just talking. Ron Livingston is just having a fucking anxiety attack. Yes. The therapist and the therapist dies trying to fix it. He's like, he didn't finish the therapy. And he got his brainwashed into thinking. I don't want to work no more. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, there the, it some... starts off like so well too, where like Michael Bolt just sitting in the car, just rapping to whatever he's rapping to, and like some, but it's traffic. Yeah. So like the guys like driving by, by him or whatever, he's just kind of like, car goes by, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the homeless guy, the black homeless guy, comes rolling by. He's like, 
click. click. <laughs> 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 no, there, there are just a lot of good. They got does a lot of voices in King of the Hill too. Does he? Yeah. I'm not surprised. Ball. Why the fuck should I change my name? He's the one who sucks. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> What's uh? What what was his uh roommate or his neighbor's name? Oh fuck! I oh god! Uh, it's Diedrich Bader. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I don't know what the character's Al, name maybe. is either. But uh, he's fucking great in it too. Well, Cap, you realize you you are him, right? <laughs> he says fucking a. I fucking know, a. It's like fuck literally, my... like he's like fucking a, brother. <laughs> I was watching it the other day. That came up, and I'm like, oh. Fuck it's cap. <laughs> Why do you think it's in my top five? <laughs> what, would, what would you do? What would you do with a million dollars, Cap? I would do what would I do with a million dollars? Probably just all guitars. <laughs> I almost see I almost, almost had said, it. You could have said two chicks at the same time. Man. I'll tell you I'll tell you what, man. Two chicks at the same time. See, he even he even's got the look down. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but, what do you, you what, want you want to come over? No way, man. I but, want you fucking in my life too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Peter. Hey, Peter. Watch man. cornhole, man. <laughs> See that shit you would fucking say to. <laughs> hey, Peter. Peter, man. Hey, Peter. Channel three boobies. <laughs> hey, Peter, man. <laughs> Who the fuck was that? No, don't worry about it. Don't worry about him. <laughs> another, another small joke I noticed too was uh, Jennifer Aniston when she's working for her TGI Fridays mirror. Yeah. Um, a, her manager, Mike Judge. Yep. Uh, B, how many pieces of flair was she supposed to wear? 13. 15. 37. 37. Well, no, no, like the minimum. I thought that you were talking about the minimum was like 13. Oh, yeah, the minimum was 13. The, the guy, but the, the other guy, guy was that? wearing 37 <laughs> pieces of flair. Yeah. 37 dicks in a row because Mike Judge just said before that he loves clerks yeah. and like Kevin Smith feels so, like so as reference. soon as I heard that 37 yeah. I was like oh shit <laughs> nice call out it's, it's funny because uh, you see a lot of people from King of the Hill in that show yes yep. um, Stephen Root and uh, you know the stapler story right uh, I, you told me but it's a fascinating story uh, the swing line stapler that uh, Stephen Root has yeah Wolford what is his name um uh, Milton. 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 Milton's got a red stapler on his disc. It gets taken. This is my stapler. After the movie came out, everybody was like, where can I find a red swing line stapler? Guess what? Mm. They don't fucking make them. Props yeah. made that fucking thing. After years and years and years of bitching and moaning, swing line finally created the red stapler. Yep. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, you could have made so much money on the product placement. Alone. Oh, yeah. No, because uh, Mike Judge even reached out to them after the fact because he started seeing like eBay listings of people painting swing lines uh, staplers and selling them for like ridiculous amounts of money. And, it was such and a- he even reached out to them going, hey, let's do a branding and deal. And kind of red too. Yep. And he was like, let's just do a branding deal, you know, just slap the Office Space logo on one side, but, you know, and put your swing line on the other, and we'll make some Office Space branded swing line red staplers. They were not interested, he said. But Damn. then a few years later, all of a sudden, hey, what do you know? They're they're <laughs> making red swing line staplers. It was kind of like an indie movie, too, anywhere. Did that get released through a studio? It got released through a studio, but it was definitely done uh, indie style. Hey, um, Soundtrack rules in that movie, too. Yeah. Yeah. Ghetto Boys, fucking uh, Ice Cube. Yep. Oh, gangster rap. Uh, mm-hmm. White guys in an office. Mike Judge loved his uh, <laughs> gangster rap. Yep, he did. Mike Judge liked a lot of stuff. He liked his gangster rap, country, and rock and roll. Yep. yep. Um, the, the, I will say, like, I'm a fan of the movie, but it does have a weird feel to it. Like it, uh, it, it does it, it's slow. It's a, it's a, it's a, I consider it a dark comedy. Yeah. yeah. It's how slow it moves and how the sub- fucked up jokes there are. Yeah. Um, but it is. I love the. He's trying to have that converse, that justifiable conversation with Jennifer Aniston. He's no, like, no, he's no, like, you no. know that thing at the register with the pennies, the cancer kids? No, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> the, the take a penny, leave a penny for the cripple kids. No, no, no <laughs> goddamn it, no. I'm taking a penny 
but like a fraction of that penny. But it's still stealing. Yeah, it's still stealing. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're you're just really not understanding this. It's like, oh, yeah. she's like, oh, okay. So how is that not stealing? Yeah, it's interest. It was interest rolled over constantly and constantly. The problem was they suspected like the check would be like a hundred thousand. Yeah, or a million dollars. The problem is they didn't realize like a this is a Fortune 500 company. <laughs> yeah. uh, that the payment system rolls out like 24 times a second. Yeah. So the interest rates kicking in, not half a percent, but like 60, about 30, about. Let's say thirty times a second. Yeah, so <laughs> it's a lot. It's a goddamn lot. <laughs> and uh, that's actually a real thing. That's actually a real like crime that can be done. Yeah. Uh, there's a notable guy named Evan Russell, one of the most dangerous con men in the United States, the only nonviolent criminal to be put in a 24-hour supermax prison because he kept escaping. Wow. He was so good. Uh, Jim Carrey plays him in a movie, uh, but of I mean, course he does. He is great, man. He pretended to be his own lawyer. He pretended to be a vice cop. He pretended to have AIDS. And he, he escaped constantly. Wow. He worked for NASA, too. That's crazy. In the accounting part. <laughs> I think you told me about that movie Oh, before. my God. What's look up, Just look up look up Evan or Steven Russell, whatever he goes by. Because oh, okay. <laughs> he kept changing his name. <laughs> he, he got a little thing going on where he would like pour vegetable oil on a grocery store floor and like slip and fall. Yeah. Get settlements. <laughs> oh, shit. That's how he slipped started. In, slipped into PP at Costco. <laughs> yeah, Tom Petty. my money. And man, for my five, again, it was tough. I, I had a, a few follow-ups, kind of like what Chris had. I almost put Empire Strikes Back because that, that one still is just such but a solid is. movie. It but is. we talked about it for over an hour already. Right. <laughs> uh, and then I was like, ooh, I don't have a horror film. So I almost put Frankenstein, the original black and white one, because I just it, all the stitches I've got already, just the tattoos, loved Frankenstein as a kid. But it's one that I can pull a little bit more enjoyment from now watching it over and over is Trick or Treat. Solid. Trick or Treat with this saw that one. That would probably be Solid in my movie. top five for it, especially it's a, for it's a, a graphic novel come to life. Absolutely. It is it's one of the better comic book adaptation things. Like you watch it, it feels like you're kind of watching a comic book. When did this come out? Like maybe two thousand, what, two thousand three or four? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. I remember and, when it came out because uh So not the L, not the uh Ozzy no, uh, no, 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 no. trick or treat. No, I had that, that on VHS. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. But uh I, I trick or treat, I remember that movie because uh that, the, it, that's it the movie the that spirit. had the pumpkin head kid. Yeah, okay. Because he was the spirit of Halloween. Yes. And he was always there. Mm-hmm. He actually only takes action one time in that whole movie. At very end. And it's one of the better fucking things. And I, the thing I like about the movie, too, is there are like three or four small stories that all cultivate into one at the very yeah. end. Uh, like uh, the bus driver. Yes. The asshole kid. And then the guy, neighbor to the bus driver is a killer of many women, but also gets killed. Yep. By werewolves and, 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 and is te- right. and is teaching werewolf teenage girls. Yeah, <laughs> and that. But then and you also and, and then you also find out oh, that no he's shit. teaching his kid how to murder too. Yeah, I think they did that in another movie called uh, Hellfest. I don't know if you were going to say. I never saw that one. This killer, he he kills all these people, blah, blah blah, and disappears. And then you see his boots in this house in the middle of the night, and the little girl is sleeping on the couch. You think, oh shit, he's going to kill this little girl. No, she's like, daddy. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, god damn it. <laughs> but no, it's. Uh, it's a great movie, but they do it like Pulp Fiction. Yeah. They film it in parts. Yeah. Because my favorite part was the little girl. 
the little girl leading those kids to the, yes, to the quarry. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, God, I fucking love that. And and that's why. Because she sees them. She sees the spirit of Halloween. And, uh-huh. she, and she picks up the pumpkin and puts it in her little wagon and walks away. Uh-huh, because she you know. respects Halloween. Because that was the leading thing is the, the kid destroying the jack-o'-lanterns at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And, the, the, and the, the, the wife. Well, the, it started with the kid, and that's what got uh, the spirit's attention. But then the wife was just like, fuck your Halloween bullshit. Her husband's in a robot suit upstairs jacking off the porn. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Damn. Like, like, that's literally the thing. She's outside, like fuck your Halloween like, shit, and she's, she's like, like ripping it down. Like, but but she's like, fine, go put on the fucking videotape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so he's, they get ramped up for sex. <laughs> God, I gotta yeah. Watch so this she's movie. just out there ripping shit up, busting jack o' lantern, and that's when like the little pumpkin head kid notices and like murders her. So like the constant theme throughout the whole thing is fucking respect Halloween. And <laughs> exactly what Chris was saying, she uh, the the one girl just picks up the pumpkin, looks at him, just puts it in her cart, and like, and he he looks at her, he's like, oh. And then just keeps walking like, oh, okay, cool. You're one of the nice ones. I'm not fucking yeah. with you. You're one of the cool kids. <laughs> but I love it because, remember, I said my favorite scene was that final clip. Yeah. Because after all that shit Mark that fucker said. went through, all of a sudden, yeah, opens the door. It's all those fucking kids. And I'm just like, ah, yes. <laughs> The, the pumpkin head kid he's running around the house yes he's fucking awesome. with him so fucking creepy you would you would genuinely like trigger Brian Cox plays an asshole <laughs> Brian Cox from uh, Super Troopers yeah nice no it, it's a genuinely good it's not scary but it's like one of those great when you think traditional Halloween it it perfectly encompasses Halloween Trick or Treat, two thousand early two thousands is streaming anywhere. Yeah, it's on. Uh, yeah, Netflix. on my Blu-ray disc right there. Oh, in the perfect! <laughs> I think it's on Netflix too. Yeah, possibly. Right. I'll take a look at that too. This is, a, I'll be listening to this podcast uh, when it's all said and done. And be like, all right, I'm gonna check that out. I'm gonna yeah. check that out. <laughs> uh, I will say real quick: Is there any movie that you think a rare movie that you've seen that none of us others have? A hmm. rare movie that outside of Good like question. independent creators that like podcast stuff, like tell them Steve Dave, they've done like some movie type things uh, that's connected to Kevin Smith universe. But I kind of like drop one with the Jason Muse deal. I definitely recommend that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people have seen that. Um, no, not really. I, I remember talking about Medium Raw, but I, even on the rewatch on that, I definitely wouldn't say that's a favorite favorite. It was just one of those like this was an interesting concept. A lot of like, uh, yeah, a lot of movies that I watched when I was a kid that are like, quote unquote, my movies that I are movies that I don't watch anymore, like old Godzilla movies and shit like that. Would you say you got one? Uh, Twelve Angry Men. Oh, I've known about that movie. Yeah, the old one. Not yeah, the, yeah, not, yeah. Not the color version. Yeah. Uh, no, oh, okay. The the black and white. Check that out. And it's the the level of acting in it's perfect. But it's yeah. it's set in a tiny ass juror room. Yeah. And at the very end, they leave. <laughs> and but you talk about. You know, prejudice, mm. racists. You know, one guy trying to keep this little poor Puerto Rican kid from being fucking murdered yeah. by the government. <laughs> you know, because his dad was murdered by someone, and he's a young kid who's being charged with it. Yeah, and it's just them going through the evidence. And I think they should make a jury watch this fucking movie <laughs> <laughs> every time they go on to be on a jury. Yeah, because being convicted by. 12 juries of your so-called peers is fucking terrifying <laughs> because they are not your peers. They're yeah. going to hate you out the gate because they believe everything the prosecutor says. <laughs> it's like Bill says, I was in a jury when we convicted. We did our job. We convicted them. And Hank's, that's not your fucking job. He's like, so look at the evidence. <laughs> He's like, yes, it is. <laughs> well, we've been running this one for a good long while. We still got a little bit more to go. 
and this has been fucking fun. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I wanted watch. to do it as a main episode is we have not been able to yeah. pack as much of this content in on a couch potato as we would have here. Yeah, the next one about shows if you want to do. Ooh, yeah, definitely. Something along those lines for sure. Yeah. But before we bust on out of here, it's time for us to dig on into our Spotify playlist and figure out what the hell we've been listening to. What you listening to, son? I don't think you like it. Well, why not? I like this new generation of music. Where did you record this? I bought it at the mall. What that person on your tape has is a medical disorder. All right, Cap, what the hell have you been listening to? A lot of ZZ Top. ZZ Top? Yeah, fucking... Oh, well, uh, Tush. <laughs> that, the album that's on, uh, Tush is on this album called uh, Fandango, where it's that's really good. Where like one side, of, if you get the vinyl version, like one side of it is uh, all live tracks. And I'm pretty sure it's all live live, too. Yeah. And then the uh, other side is all studio tracks. It's got Tush, Blue Jean Blues... Nasty Dogs and Funky Kings. <laughs> Nasty one of my dogs favorite. And funky uh, kings. They're all, they were great with their titles. That record and uh, Rio Grande Mud, really sneaky good. The only quote unquote hit off of that one is Just Got Paid. Yeah. And uh, I think my favorite one is uh, Trace Ombrace. So nice. like, listen to those three back to back. That's like just over an hour and it's just good quality, fucking hard, bluesy rock guitar goodness. <laughs> Hell yeah. Mr. Molson, what the hell have you been listening to, sir? It's actually a three-way tie because the playlist is only made of three artists. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Second Help Us by Leonard Skinner. Uh-huh. Oh, hell yeah. It's such a great one. It's such a great one. Uh, the Long Shot. Uh-huh. Been listening to their album constantly. Yeah. Uh, really, really solid. Yeah. I'm not a big Green Day fan, but his voice is that, pretty that, easy that to That was out. the same thing that I fell into, too. And uh, was it uh, Seven Year Witch? Ah, that's another good one. Another yes. good one. Their album, uh, Semi Local Boys. He has a weird uh, regional local. <laughs> I will say they have the slow jam on there. Uh, uh, what is it? It comes in waves. Uh-huh. Have you heard that one? I, I th- I've listened to the record. But I can't think of the song right off. Anyway, if you if you listen to it just right, and you don't know who Seven Year Witch is. The dude sounds just like uh, what's his name, Chris Cornell. Oh yeah, <laughs> he sounds exactly like Chris Cornell. Dope. I was just like, oh shit, man. He sounds like, that's, how, that's what he sounds like. <laughs> That's the, great. Their, their songs are very fast paced. And yeah, like have like a, like a little funky groove to oh, a little bit. Oh, definitely. But no, that because I kept skipping it because uh-huh. it was slow to the pacing. But I finally listened to it the other day. I'm just like, that's Chris Cornell. Like, and, and they've got a great live energy too. Oh yeah, I've super seen energetic. Oh yeah, definitely. James Brown on punk rock. Oh fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and my pick this week because uh, in the uh, we, there's an Annie scene uh, group uh, on Facebook, and they're like, let's let's make up uh, Annie scene's uh, next fake. Uh, covers record we'll call it uh, the return to hell because they did a covers record and they're like uh, name some of your songs that you wish any scene would cover and someone told song about dwarves and that got me back into listening to them so I've been listening to the dwarves are young and good looking <laughs> and the one thing you can always appreciate appreciate about dwarves album covers is there's always a naked chick on them <laughs> they're just always going to be that band oh yeah. yeah but but this one has like all the fucking classics on it like everybody's girl we must have blood I will deny one time only you gotta burn it's like they there's a track in the middle of the album called hits and it's literally just a marching snare over and over and over 
with the um, singer going, nothing but hits, bitch, nothing but hits, nothing but hits, bitch, nothing but hits. Oh, and see. it's fucking true. Every fucking song on this record, you have a chance of hearing them play live. Like, just everyone is just fucking great. Chris, so, you won't like the record. It's punk rock. Well, it's, <laughs> like, it's like very specifically 90s punk, too. Like, all of these could have been like 90s radio okay. hits. Oh, yeah. Like, Offspring and shit. I like never that. know. I found a little gem on there. I'm like, oh, yeah. But they've got a little bit of everything. Some of their later records. They are off the fucking wall. They'll throw you a rap song, a fucking speed metal song, a 60s sounding doo-wop. I mean, they, they will throw everything Black's at you. Black's a true musician. Yeah, it, it, they're, they're a very interesting as, band. As much of a reputation as the Dwarfs had, they are very musical and very talented at the oh, same absolutely. time. They some, just chose a lane and stuck with it. <laughs> so, some pretty fucked up lyrics here and there, but I think that's kind of what makes it more. Is that fun. one of those where you like hear one song and you're like, oh, guess I'm going to dig through the old dwarves vault. Oh, yep, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So I thoroughly enjoy that one personally. I got a few of those. I'll hear like one song by Tom Waits. So I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to dig through that catalog again. <laughs> Tom Waits. <laughs> I know, I'm weird. <laughs> uh, this, was, this was the old uh, Joker that gave him. Yep, that's yep. true. The, the, uh, his mannerisms and stuff are... Uh, or like normal Heath Tom Ledger. White's interviews and shit like, like that. Yeah, Heath Ledger's yep. Joker, yeah. Well, again, this has been fucking fun. Chris, as always, thank you for doing this with us and being, Anytime, in, being a third brotato to the fun Patreon, which again, sign up to the Patreon for only a dollar a month and you get these shows early, plus a ton of exclusive content. We post at least, at least one episode a week on the Patreon, sometimes sign two if you're Sign up for Gomer Powell's Tales of the Berry. <laughs> <laughs> the dark, dark side of the berry. <laughs> I'll tell you I got rid really? of them people a long time ago. Oh... <laughs> He don't need a gun. <laughs> I'm canceling Gomer Pyle. <laughs> Gomer Pyle like canceled. Death beat you to it, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and if you made it this far, that means you actually dig us. And if that's the case, click in the show notes and join our Discord server. It's kind of like the fun AOL chat rooms of old. Just hop in. We got rooms for music, gear talk, sports, TV, music, all the shit. I've fun said music stuff. five times, but that's primarily what we talk about. We're band dudes. Get over it. <laughs> I'm and, not. <laughs> and, is, and exactly, but Chris still finds us his lane because we get to post TV stuff and memes. There's a meme room. There's a fucking pet room. It's like we got a bunch of stuff, and we're it's always like adding to without, it. Facebook without all the racist bullshit. Yeah, exactly, and that's and that's what's really nice about it. Is if you are a racist asshole, we will fucking kick you. We don't want to do a shout out to Davey. Yes, and was congratulations. Gonna, that was going to be my outro. Oh yeah. well, well, shit. Well, we'll save that then. But yeah, definitely fucking join up to the uh, Discord. Have some fun with us. Chat with us. It's a better way for us to communicate with the folks that enjoy what we're doing without all the fucking Facebook algorithm bullshit. And Cap, do you have a fucking outro for I'd like us? Like to wish our brand new uh, father, Mister David Dirt, a happy Father's Day. Hell yes. yeah, man. And, and think about how awesome that is. He just had that kid, and yeah. now he's getting to celebrate Father's right? Day. That's yeah. pretty awesome. So congratulations. This is Davey Dirt. This one goes out to you. Yes, sir. Yep.
you for listening. Please insert another coin by supporting the show for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash somethinggoodnetwork.